There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number eight of the Auto No Better podcast this evening. I'm joined by Carl, Marty, Jay and Gilly. How are we all, boys? Good, yeah. Good, good, good. So we'll kick it off uh, with our uh, same process as normal. Uh, we'll go to Gilly for the predictions from everyone in the group for the Spurs game. Take it away, mate. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll not go through through all of them. Um, we, there's no wankers Wotton this week because uh, most people went leads with the odd goal, so... Um, that was the worst prediction, but there were eight of us. Um, uh, so the the three that did go for um, the away result, uh, Emrender went 5-2 Spurs, so she gets the uh, three points for that one. Smarty went 2-1 Spurs, so he gets the point. And Jason went 3-0. Full point. Well done, that man. Oof. And then we'll pick up at the end of the uh, podcast for the next game. Unbelievable. Fair enough. So I think that obviously moves us on to the discussion about the Spurs game. Uh, Carl, what, what was your thoughts on, on the Spurs game, mate? Um, I quite... I, I, I enjoyed it for large portions. Um, I thought the comment about, the you know, Dallas being from Leeds, uh, homegrown <laughs> talent... Uh, I, I had to. I genuinely had to check the area map of Leeds and see where Cooktown was. If I'm being perfectly honest with you, but you know, we don't want to criticise any pundits at the moment because they have feelings. So we won't go into that. Um, as soon as we were losing the ball, um, we were caught in behind right away. Um, there was a few opportunities here and there where misplaced passes are costing us going forward um, it's a it's an example I'd use would be where 
Melier tried playing that ball down the middle again, uh, where it led to the penalty. But we had players. Our mid- wasn't a penalty. Can I uh, add? I put out some on Twitter. The penalty that never was. Oh, yeah, no. Twitter, and penalty. I got uh, nearly a thousand likes on it. So yeah, it weren't a fucking penalty. Me no, out. you're right. It was a penalty. But in the in the you know the game, it was a penalty. It led up to that point. Um, you could see that that misplaced pass because it bypassed Ailing and then went straight by Phillips. Our midfield was so far forward that we committed to the counter attack already. Yeah. And and sometimes I kind of want I, I I love the way we play. I don't ever want us to change the way we play because let's be honest, it's the best football in the Premier League at the moment. And and that's not just me saying it because I'm a Leeds fan. Every, everybody is on about our style of football and how we play. I don't ever want that to change. What I'd like is the the midfielders, like the attackers, to be a little bit more aware of how the play might develop at the back rather than going, right, okay. Soon as yeah, as soon as we get Messier gets that ball, our midfielder gone. The fucking the they're gone. They're nowhere to be seen because they know that how the play is going to develop. But what we're not realizing is that play might not develop the way we expect and our midfield is already gone. And then again going back to that scum game where we had that giant hole in the middle. That that kind of happened again a little bit during the Spurs game. But I think Overall, we, we played quite well and we gave a very good account of ourselves and, and I can't be too disappointed with it. No one expected us to go to, to Spurs with three international centre-backs. Yes, Cooper is an international centre-back. Okay, not, before count. anyone says it, it does. It does. It's like the Scotland, Euros, it's, no, it no, it's like fucking Scotland League, so they're like the equivalent of the Blue Square Prem. Yeah, but we're not talking yeah, about yeah, Scottish League. Right. We're talking about somebody earning a cap yeah, if he plays yeah. for his country. But Scotland is shy. End of. All right, move on. All right. Anyway, <laughs> we, like, no one expected us to go to Spurs and get any kind of a result, let alone lose 3-0. So it's like... Again, I we have we to take positives. Well. I, I, I'm not saying we didn't. I'm just saying we did play really well and I enjoy the way we play and I just feel that if we can... Look at our midfield and go, right, if that pass fails, who's going to be in there to cover? And I don't think we, we we're doing that as much as we probably should at the moment. And I think if we do that, and when one of them passes fails, we have cover straight away. It's not like we have five players on the halfway line or further and we've got, you know, not enough cover because they've seen that that pass might, you know. But... Like, like I, I feel like I'm criticising the team and everything there, but I, I'm not. I'm not. I, I love the way we play, and I, I, I think if we're just more aware in that midfield when the play is developing at the back, then we, we won't lose as many. I don't know. Like any half chance at the moment seems to be going in for the opposition, so we won't lose that. You know, we'd lose that if we if we if we just have the cover there. Like, but again, I, I, I don't know more than Bielsa. And he forgets more about football than I'll ever know. So he clearly knows what he's doing. But that's just that's just my opinion. Like I've like Dallas was quality again. But like there, there was nothing about his game that I could, you know. Leeds lad. Leeds lad. Leeds Leeds. Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. Um, Chapel yeah, Town Cafu. Chapel Town Cafu. Oh man, that that's the highlight. But anyway. Um, yeah, so I, 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 overall, I, 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 would, I loved, I loved our play. I loved everything about it, but I just feel there's some areas that we just need to tighten up on. That's it. Fair it's enough. not a criticism. It's just 
tighten up on. Well, I think that's a pretty fair point. That's a fair point. So, Jay, what were your thoughts on this first game, mate? Um, bit of a mixed bag, really. I um, like we know we're going to go into some of these games and we're unlikely to get a result, but there's never ever a game where I don't watch it and I start with optimism and I'm like, come on, we can do something, we can get something out of this. And then when we started so brightly as we did and we were attacking, we looked the better team, they, they were nowhere near us for the first sort of 10, 15 minutes. And I thought, bloody hell, we might have to pull this off here. You know, we're all over these. And if we can just convert one of these chances, get his noses in front, then, you know, who knows? And then the bloody penalty happened. And I think we were all sat there looking at it thinking... That's started outside the box anyway. Yeah. You know, and VAR, what a waste of time that is. It, it, were, it were a I fuck up and it annoys the, me. Um, weren't the whole point of that was something like the, the play carried on into the box and they said the contact was like a thigh to thigh and that was like on yeah. the line or something. But it wasn't. Yeah. No, the first like contact. Bollocks. I didn't see being on line. No, the bollocks. first. I didn't see being on line at all. First contact, I think box. it was Alioski when he like. Like to what? Who was it? Was it Bergwijn? Bergwijn? Yeah, Bergwijn. yeah. When he when it was like his ankle to ankle, and that was like what? How far outside the box was? I that? don't understand that penalty against a player, an opposition player, that being us, um, being completely out of the box. Yeah, no, exactly. no part of Alioski was in the box when they gave that penalty. I don't yeah. understand how that can happen. Exactly. And and I the felt... City and Chelsea one, that that was more in the box. Then yeah. ours was, <laughs> yeah. and it's like they, they scrutinized that and didn't give it. And I was like, There's no consistency where, whatsoever. Like, yeah, you're right, it's, it's terrible at the moment. And when you've got it's video like, replays, that's exactly what you should have consistency. They've just and got fucking done over yeah. like that. They They've got B Tech referees, haven't they? Yeah, they don't give a fuck. B Tech fucking ref wankers. I felt bad for Ayoski because he gets a lot of shit, you know, and often deserved, but it, it were completely. <laughs> And a lot of it from you. Sometimes <laughs> I, I quite like Alioski. To be fair, I, I don't give him that much shit. I think he's. I think he's a good character to have around. I think he always puts in the effort. He's got the work rate. He can score now and then. You know, he comes up with the odd goal. Um, he's not the best player in the world, and he's often found lacking. But he does put the effort in, and you can tell he loves playing for us. And I'll never really criticise him. I'll pull him up when he does something really stupid. But that's about it for me. Um, but I felt very sorry for him because he were just basically dumped in shit there by Melier. Yeah. He had no choice. He had to do something. And He'd have been you know, criticised if he didn't make a challenge, Jay. Exactly. And, and, and he's criticised yeah. when he does because it led to what it led to when it shouldn't have led to anything Yeah, and, and what he did, you know, free kick, sure. You know, he did what he had to do. Mm. No way a penalty. And we still got screwed. And I, th I just think that made everyone's heads drop a bit after that. And... It certainly made mine drop. I just felt shit watching after that, thinking, fucking hell, here we go again, you know. It's like we put all that effort in, we work so hard, and it's for nothing because somebody else takes it away from you with a, a wrong decision. Yeah. And it's just so fucking gutting to see that happen, and it happens a lot. I mean, it's not just to us. I mean, it's not like in a championship where we seem to get done every week by various different officials, but... It doesn't help that it happens to others. It's still wrong. It's still inconsistent. It's still something that should be addressed. Um, and I think, you know, we're watching it and thinking, God, I hope that doesn't knock the wind out of the sails too much because we played really well. But when the second goal went in, I just, that were it for me. I was just like, yeah. great, fucked, you know, all for nothing. And at the end of the game, you can say, yeah, oh, yeah, we, we expected we'd probably get beat by Spurs, blah, blah, blah. But when you take the game, 
as it was, you know, we could have got something out of that game, I think. And yeah. they didn't know what hit them the first 10, 15 minutes. They they were just sort of blown away by how, how fast we transitioned and how, how hard we worked, how quick we were. You know, they just weren't expecting that from a newly promoted side. And I think it would have worked in our favour if we could have just finished one of those early chances and yeah. maybe if we'd not been screwed. When you yeah. think about it, Jet, uh, we, we only lost to one actual quality goal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it. Like, that, that, that one goal, a, 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 a shy penalty. And I'd be honest, I was going to ask you there, do you think Alioski made the tackle where he made it because he thought, I'm outside the box? I think so. I think he knew he had to do something and he just went and did it straight away. Yeah. It were a case of, shit, we've fucked it, we've lost the ball, he's clean through if I don't do something. So, but, he yeah, he was outside something. the box. Like you were saying, he was outside the box. He had to yeah. do something like yeah. Nothing else you could do there. Um, you know, their front line is awesome. But until they got ahead like that, they, they didn't really look like much. They weren't they weren't stringing anything good together. And um, I think that we were very unfortunate with the way it went. For me, it was like what um, uh, Smarty was saying last week. you got Kane and Son and they're just absolutely different breeds. And it was always a case for me that if Sun got on the ball, he can do that. Mag- he can do something magical because he yeah. is a world-class player, just yeah, like his Kane as well. Um, and obviously, his his class and Kane's class it shone through in periods because obviously, I mean, they tucked away. He tucked away an absolute incredible goal. Um, yeah. Smite, what were your thoughts on the on the Spurs game? Um, just basically touch on exactly the same what the, the lads have already. Um, I felt that for the first twenty minutes, we were really up for it. I think we played really good football. Um, just again, you know, we're going up against one of the best sides in Europe, never mind um, Premier League, and the, the quality just shines through, doesn't it? I mean, we are a good team, but we, we rely on fast-paced, good passing. Uh, when when teams like Spurs and stuff turning, you know, you've got really, really good quality players that can you can rip a team in bits basically on their own. Yeah, we don't have that. Oh, we we do now. We, we, you know, with additions like Rodrigo and Rafinha and stuff. But yeah, um, I really enjoyed it. Um, even when we were 1-0 down and we, we, you know, we conceded that penalty and stuff like that, I thought, you know, there's still a chance for us to do something here. Because we played so well up to that point, I thought, yeah, we're, we're up for this. You know, it, yeah, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a nick-up or whatever. We can go back at these because we were well in. Um, then the second goal came in and I just thought, mm, this might, that might be it. You know, it might take the wind out of sails a little bit. Yeah. I think in the second half, we started, it, it, the, the passing wasn't as sharp and we weren't as more, well, not necessarily as mobile, but I've, I think nothing, the link up play and stuff weren't as uh, as good as it were in the first half. Um, and whether that's tired legs or something, you know, we've played a lot of football in the last week or so. So you don't know. But no, I enjoyed it. Do you know what I mean? I mean, some people won't enjoy watching the team lose. But to remember how far we've come, you know, it's only a few months ago when we were playing fucking Brentford and, you know, Barnsley. Yeah. Um, and I just think, you know, to, to actually watch your boys, you know, put it against a team like Spurs with, with, with absolute quality. I mean, look at what they've got on bloody bench. How many millions of pounds have they got sat on bench that can just bring on, you know? And we've got kids like... I even, I even forgot they got fucking bail. Like, yeah. we, we... I mean, for me, with, with the whole bail situation, I know it's going a bit off topic here, but with the whole bail situation, it was a case of he's either going to flop or he's going to be class. It's, it's, it's as simple as that. Going back to, obviously, uh, your you, you, second club. Was it his second club? He was at Southampton first, wasn't it? 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, or, or the club that essentially made him the player he was before he went to Madrid. Like, it, it was a case that um, he was either going to come back and he was going to be a flop and he would hardly play, or he would play literally week in, week out and, and things he's like not that. Fully, he, he's, he's not fully he's fit injured yet, though. though, isn't he? Yeah. He's not got that fire. I mean, like when you, you've seen him play, you know, for, for Real Madrid and stuff like that. He what a, he's class. He, he oozes class, and he yeah. and he's a fantastic player. Whenever I've seen him come off for of Tottenham, it's just like, you know, mm. whatever. I remember when we played him in Cup at, at home, and uh, he was in Sam Byron's back pocket all game. Yeah, Sam yeah. Byron had him had him tied up all game. He didn't do fuck all, you know. Um, he's a, is he a world class player? He might have been at some point as he peaked and as he dropped off. I think he's more interested. Think it with potential, one yeah, yeah, the potential to yeah, get there. I think he just gives gives too much of a shit about playing golf with it with his pals. Would you if you had X amount of money a week going into a fucking bank? Exactly. I don't give a shit. If I if I were playing for a team and with the fan base they've got giving me that much shite every single game. You would go play golf. When I came onto pitch, I'd be like, fuck you, I'm gonna go and stick eighteen holes in. See you later. And you would you you would troll the shit out of them, wouldn't you? You would go, yeah, lovely game of golf today. Yeah. They're giving you I'd shit. Go play golf in my Real Madrid. I'm a human. They give they give you they do like a, <laughs> yeah. do like a great game today. They don't do a secret standard, do they? Okay, but they, they exchange gifts at the end of each season, and Gareth Bale ends up getting a golf club. He's <laughs> <laughs> well known even there, but is it? Is it? like him, does he? He wants him out. But, but like you say, Smarty, I mean, they, they've got players in that in that squad that are just world-class and, and leaps and bounds above. Well, and I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't ever like saying it's a free hit because I don't believe there are free hits. We've got the potential to turn teams over regardless of who they are. Spurs could have had a really shit game and we could have absolutely demolished, you know, come out, totally demolished them. But as it happens, we didn't, you know. Um, but If we'd scored first, it would have been a different game. Maybe, maybe so. I think we've still got potential. Next year will be a different story. I think if we go toe-to-toe -to -toe with them next year with a few more quality additions, you know, strength and bolster the, the defence and stuff. I'm really excited for next year, to be fair. Yeah, I think yeah. we'll, we'll stay up and, yeah. and, and the signings. I mean, we'll lead United for fuck's sake. If Marcelo stays on for another year, do you know what I mean? It's just the pull of the manager. And regardless of what anyone says, that is a factor in any transfer. Yeah, um, I've seen, I mean, I've seen comments on Twitter to say that the fa the pull factor of a manager it doesn't exist is whether That's the club bollocks. won trophies and things Bollocks. like that. It's fucking Marcelo Bielsa. Do you know what I mean? Um, that like it's yeah. mad as um, well when you see um, like you're saying, Smarty. Like we've got a bit of quality now with Rodrigo and Rafinha. When you see him get the ball and they want to like slow it down for a second and create a little bit of space for themselves, they receive the ball, they do like a little turn, and stop on it, you know, and they make a bit of space for themselves. You. Other players can't do that. Like yeah. it's only quality players that can do that sort of thing. You don't get that with fucking like, Luke Barney, do you? No, exactly. <laughs> oh, no. Stop and, and, uh, <laughs> they'll they'll do little moves like that and create a little bit of space and give them that solid, yeah. that split second where they can then pick a pass or they can decide where they're going to go with it. And yeah. you don't get that with a lot of players. A lot of players will just be panicked on the ball, try to move it quickly. They'll make errors, but you can yeah. see. Quality player. You're absolutely right. You know, Rodrigo he does it quite regularly. Mm. He'll receive the ball in the middle of the park. And he'll have someone right up right up against him, and he'll yeah. turn and he'll turn again, and he's just created 10, 10 yards of space, and he's yeah. and he's already he's already he looking down to see. It's fantastic to watch. We've never had that before. Phillips does it the same. Phillips doesn't doing it a lot more now. Well, he'll, he'll move slightly with ball, or he'll stop and he'll let a player come past him because they don't expect him to have that such good control for you know for a young lad like him, especially someone who's playing a CDM role, to have a touch like you know, uh, bloody pillow. He's and improved massively last season. And, and he's looking you know at it's a 40-yard ball to, out to Alien or to yeah, Harrison yeah. or to, to whoever. It's just fantastic to watch. You know, it's just brilliant. 
Do you reckon do you know, he's going to go I, to the Euros? Yeah, I don't think yeah, Euros will be on. Do you not? I don't think Euros will be on. No, I don't think they'll be on. I think they're at, they're at risk. I'd prefer not to be on, if I'm totally honest. Get, get yeah, fucking, let's have a bit of a rest. We didn't get one last time, yeah, on. What were you going to say, do, do, do you know the way uh, Smarty was on about um, Rafinha and Rodrigo? They take that touch and then they'll do that little turn. Back in the day, that was a McAllister move all day long in midfield. Are you, oh. are you just are you just asking me because I'm old? No, I'm, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're the same age as me. Can you remember Jay, when Jay, I watched John Charles do it, mate? But that, that, like, even watching McAllister and that Liverpool team when they did that uh, plastic treble, like, that's going to piss some plastic people treble. Off. Um, but that 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 was a typical McAllister move. Like, he'd take that ball, like Smarty, and and he just, honest to God, he'd he'd stop dead and he'd just do that little two or three touches and around, and he'd have all that space and and. Like that that's probably something that, you know, younger players can learn from players that played back in the day. It's it's yeah. been well, it's done, like, players you know, just have that. If you look at um Lewis Cook used to do it. Jabby Alonso in, in, in Liverpool mm-hmm. side. Yeah. Um just again, just shift the ball to one side. Xavi was excellent at it. Yeah. Iniesta was, was, was better at moving with the ball, but Xavi bought himself time by not moving. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> it shouldn't work. Tell yeah, you, um, tell you to, yeah, quality players, have it? I tell yeah. you, who used to do it. The first person I've seen and uh, do it at Eleanor for a long, long time, and it was Adam Forshaw when we first when yeah. we first brought him in, and he played alongside Diego Raga. Um, oh, you know, remember him? Like doing a double shift. Ball to feet. Ball to feet. He'd either shimmy or he'd move or he'd turn round and he'd he'd, he'd turn round again yeah. and he'd have all that space and he used to keep it under control. I'm if we ever do see him back. I am looking forward to seeing what Forshaw brings to Premier League, but I think I have to learn to walk again first, will I? Yeah. <laughs> I think I hold out hope that we see him again, but yeah. you know, the, 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 that's a heart overhead thing. I don't think we will. I'd like to see him again. I like he, he was quite good in in the games up in in the Championship when just up to where he got injured, like, and he was like. You couldn't see you couldn't have seen our midfield without a minute nearly. No, no. Yeah, that's true. That, that, you know. Yeah. And, that derby and, and, game um, went just after. Uh, it was dynamite. Taking over everyone, they have really. No, 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 it's awesome, man. Um, that derby game when we beat him two 0 we were absolutely phenomenal. The far shot, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. He was best player on pitch by a ma- an absolute mile. He was unreal. He's lost yeah, those probably. Game. He'll finally come back and then he'll get cleaned out first game and probably get some. <laughs> oh, jeez! You, know, you, you can't wish that on the poor fella. Like <laughs> stranger things that. have happened. That's yeah. for another six months. Rob Price had handed his resignation, just be like, no, no, no more. No, no more. 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 Uh, I think if you look at the, the strength that they've got, and, and uh, especially in, in the middle, if you look at Ndombele and you look at um, Bergwijn, you know, they are good players. And I don't think we saw that much of them. I know we spoke about Bergwijn winning the penalty and so on. Penalty. Not really a penalty. But, um, you know, um, I, I, don't, I don't think that they got control of midfield. I don't especially think they were particularly in the game. I think what, um, in the midfield area, I mean, and I think what they did well was transition it to the forward players, which we talked about. They are dynamite, they're mobile, uh, and and they've got that instinctive-looking connection with the way that they play off each other. 
Um, so they're playing together really well. I think they're, they're probably breaking records already this season uh, in terms of, I think Kane's given nine assists now to Son and I think uh, it's joint most out of anybody in the Premier League era now. Um, and we've got half of the season to go. So, you know, they, they are playing together really well. Um, trying to stop that is really difficult. Trying to stop that after you've given a Mourinho side a leg up uh, that they've not earned is nigh on impossible. So, you know, to, to see heads drop there when they would know how important it is to not fall behind in the game, that's really disappointing. Uh, and, and you can see how, it, how, it, how that would affect the players. Um, you know, a couple of people have, have, have mentioned already about the, the missed chances. That Bamford header, you see that go um, go wide, uh, not, not go in, and, and you think, you know, what was that our chance to really take this game to him? Because it were a free header, and he should be scoring that. Um, you know, I, I'm not getting on his case too much because uh, he's had a dynamite season so far, and you know, uh, all power to him. He's 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 proving some of his doubters wrong. He's got to finish years. that. He's a striker in the Premier League. <laughs> yeah, but we did get five in that one game. Yeah. Got a couple of assists. He's he's, he's involved, but um, yeah, I. I, I um, the last thing I would say is I think um, Doherty came out and, and said that he was unlucky to be carded. I think he was lucky to be on the pitch still at the point at which he got red carded. I think he should yeah. have been long gone well before that. Um, so uh, he can fuck right off. Um, and he deserved to get sent off the dirty bastard. Imagine getting yourself sent off at that point. <laughs> no. Fucking <laughs> moron, But yeah, I mean, like I say, like you touched on there, Gilly, um, it's difficult enough to try and stop Kane and Son when they're playing together as well as they are, but it's difficult to stop them even if they weren't going to be like playing as well. Because, I mean, like, like you said, Smarty, they are world-class players and, and that was the difference for me. Um, I mean, I tweeted out then I'm not even mad. Like the first half performance, I thought it was great. I weren't even mad at, uh, that we were X amount of goals down or whatever. Um, it was, it, they're the difference. They are, they're the difference makers of that team. Um, it's as simple as that. Um, but but like I say, it's um, just one of them things. We we move on to the next game and hopefully uh, hopefully we'll turn over Brighton. But um, but before that, we've obviously got Crawley. So um, I I think that moves us obviously swiftly on. Unless anyone else has got anything to add uh, for the Spurs game, or I just wanted to say uh, I I jotted down a note there. I'm being a bit nerdy lately, and I'm I'm just jotting down bits and bits and bobs during the game a little bit. I thought. I, I've put it down there, 69 minutes. I, I felt Spurs were happy with a 3-0 win and they started to sit back a bit. That, that's... Wouldn't you be? Oh, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but... I'd have taken it, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, but you, you, you haven't seen many teams where we've allowed them that comfort. But, See what you mean. You know, yeah. so like at 3-0, they thought, right, we can shut shop here, but we haven't seen any other teams where they've, like, say, United, 4-1 up at half time. They didn't so look who? fucking who? like they were. Who? Oh. Scum. Uh, Come United. on, man. United. United. Fucking hell, Cal. I'm your in shame. That's a £5 fine in the pot. <laughs> that is. That, I, I'll happily give it So that's right. now. I got to admit it. That's now. That's the two of them. They're calling them United. And they're backing their ex-managers oh, in other games. That's both of them. The fucking both that's it. Don't be trying to pull that shit right? now. I like. didn't say anything to them. Oh, Adrian Moyes. Adrian Moyes. You're both United. You both went Moyes. Fucking hell. 
You know what I mean? Call yourself a Leeds fan. Stream off in a rage like that, not a. Imagine me fucking laptop of my knees. I'm after. I'm after kick me dog. Fuck off. Allegedly, allegedly, no, um, no dogs were harmed in the filming of this podcast. Um, so I think that moves us. Uh, I think that moves us on to our. Um, our guest, our special guest of the podcast um, uh, this week is uh, Ralph Einstein. Einstein, Einstein, yeah. Uh, Einstein. He's an he's an actor, voice actor, and narrator. Uh, this man has starred in the, uh, the shows like The Office. Uh, he's been in Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, Star Wars, and many more uh, amazing TV shows and films. Uh, but most of all, he is a Leeds fan, uh, and we've got obviously Gilly, Jay, and Carl uh, with him for for a short period. Uh, so please enjoy this very special segment. Uh, with them and we'll be back shortly welcome to the art to know better podcast i'm joined today by jay gilly and our special guest today is ralph einson how you doing ralph you all right i'm very well thank you you Ah, uh, not too bad no not too bad bit of a hectic day in work but sure we'll carry on anyway you know <laughs> Looking forward to lockdown, Carl. Uh, I am, yeah, yeah. It's going to be absolutely chaotic in my <laughs> work. So, uh, yeah, bring it on, bring it on. Um, we'll we'll just get straight into it, Ralph, if that's okay. Absolutely. Um, what we were thinking, um, we, we were just wondering if you could briefly touch on what you've got planned coming up uh, during or pre or post or any COVID scenario, film-wise or TV-wise, of yet and coming mm -hmm. up at the moment. Well, uh, it's been a really strange year for, for me and, uh, you know, as, as it has been for everybody, but especially in my business because very few productions have been able to carry on in 2019. I think I did nine films in six different countries. All of them away. All of them have been held back and they've not been released yet. So I've, I'm sitting on loads of stuff that have got to be released. But uh, okay. this, this year I've, I worked in February in LA on a... Uh, the new Macbeth film with Denzel Washington playing Macbeth so I did a bit of work on that and then did a bit of work in Belfast on a Viking film called The Northman um, which was great they managed to film all the way through lockdown with like really tight Covid restrictions but okay. apart from that everything I was booked to do has been moved back and moved back and delayed so uh, yeah it's been a, a pretty rotten year with that all around but like I say I have got a lot of uh, a lot of stuff to be released at, to that I'm particularly looking forward to are, uh, a film called The Green Knight, which uh, okay. comes out in July, I believe. That's going to come out uh, with Dev Patel playing Sir Gawain, and I play The Green Knight, of oh, the right. title, okay. uh, which will be fun. And uh, I also play the dad in a film called Everybody's Talking About Jamie, which is a West End musical um, that's, that's, that's been made into a film with Richard E. Grant as a kind of drag queen mentor to this young lad in the show. <laughs> who wants to go I bet he's queen. brilliant in that. Yeah, oh no, he's going to be absolutely awesome. I've only he's seen a little, bit, little bits of it in post-production, but yeah, he, he looks to be every bit as amazing as you'd expect <laughs> in that part. So, it, well, it, no, it, singing for us in that? Oh, sorry? Will you be singing for us in that one? No, thankfully you're <laughs> I, won't, I won't be. Not I won't doing be. a Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> 
No, I won't be dressing in drag at all. Okay. Never mind. They sent me the script. They sent me the script, and that was the very first thing you do. It's like, check through, go, please. No, I don't actually think I'd read the full script before I'd accepted it. As long as I'd checked that there wasn't any singing, I knew it was a good show. And I thought, yeah, I'll do it. It'll be fine. You'd have know. taken the drag side of things over the singing side of things, would you? Absolutely, yeah. I've got, <laughs> I have got, I've got a cracking set of pins with a really tight set of lungs. So, yeah. Well, stick well, there the you go. Yeah, there you go. Well, if you've got the pins, you may as well. Um, I just wanted to, it was, it was something that I, I kind of, I've been meaning to ask you as a Leeds fan um, for years myself and, and knowing you from the office and all. With the piss taken, uh, if you pardon my French there, of the, the whole Leeds United thing in the office, was that Ricky Gervais's idea or was that yours to kind of promote Leeds a little bit to people who wouldn't know? Well, it was, it, it kind of happened by accident because one of the guys who was uh, the, one of the featured extras in the, the, one of the kind of regular office characters, um, his parents uh, ran the chip shop in Crossgate, so I can't remember the name of it. Um, but he, he was a Leeds fan anyway, so he was the one who put the screensaver on and stuff like that, so that was nothing to do with me. Right. But, but obviously once we'd gone to it, and obviously Ricky had got to know me over the time, and I do tend to talk about Leeds quite a lot, uh, when that, that line kind of took me out of the blue because it had never been discussed that the character was a Leeds fan or anything like that before. And uh, all actors, you know, you create a certain backstory to your character beyond what, what is in the script. You take that and then you, you expand it into a, into a real world that you, you feel you can exist in. And yeah. in that real world, the whole time I was playing that character, um, I thought it was my new fan. <laughs> so you hated your own character well yeah well I did genuinely hate, hate that character and because he was a really really terrible human being and I just thought that at the, at the time when we at the time when we filmed it uh, I'd still say he probably would be a Man United fan but uh, at the time when we filmed it it was like 2001 2002 uh, it was at the height of everybody crowing about the fact that they'd always been the fan of this shitty team that nobody fucking cared about 10 years before <laughs> um, and, and I just like the idea that because they were doing so well at the time I just thought that it would suit the glory hunt and thing would suit him so that was what I'd always been playing in my head deep deep down in the back story as it were and then uh, then I got the scripts for the Christmas special and he, I saw that line and I was like oh but I can't kind of just I can't give it up you know what I mean? So I to, to then voluntarily make myself a Man United fan in oh, front dear. of millions of people, I thought I just can't do that because it was all fine when it was stuck in the subconscious of the character. And no one would ever. Yeah. It just helped. Help, it just helped me to make him more despicable. But uh, yeah, then when I was asked to to declare it on screen, I thought, yeah, we'll stick with Leeds on that. One. <laughs> yes, that's the good, good decision. Good one. Yeah, but you played the right one there. But you can imagine every single game we play now this season. Now, obviously, we're uh, talk of the town. Every single game, whether we win or we lose, I get Leeds are doing well. Hey, <laughs> hundreds, <laughs> hundreds of times. Just tw tweeted at me. And it's like, yes, my, but come on, it's just. Has anyone given you a T-shirt yet? With Leeds are doing well. No, no, I've seen that. <laughs> Would you wear 
Uh, uh, probably, yeah, yeah. They might do now. Now we said that. Yeah, yeah. Of course he would. Um, uh, so we know that um, on Game of Thrones, we know Nikolai's a Leeds fan. Um, yeah. Was there any other Leeds fans on there? And did you have much kind of Leeds banter? Well, I've got my, almost my best Leeds stories from Game of Thrones. Okay. All right, Leeds Stoke, Stoke filming story. I've, I mean, over the years, I've, I've got loads of shirts and stuff into uh, uh, and key rings and various little references to Leeds in with characters because yeah. I tended to play characters that that would work work for. And then um, a mate of mine who's a Leeds fan, when I got cast in Game of Thrones, he knew the show and he went, right, there's a fucking challenge for you. Get some Leeds into that. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, okay. So it's a mythical, mythical world in the Middle Ages. How the fuck do I do this? So I couldn't think up with anything. And then we stood there and it said the... Uh, uh, is it episode 10 of series 2's thing where, uh, where my character and Alfie, Alfie Allen Theon Greyjoy were about to go to war with uh, at Winterfell and he's giving this big speech uh, and at the end of the speech I smack him around the head with a stick and do all that <laughs> uh, and we're, we're rehearsing the thing and, and in the uh, in the script it says the Ironborn do the salute and so we all stood there. And then so somebody kind of goes, uh, and the rest goes, so what, what is the Ironborn salute? So I just, without missing a beat, I went, it's like this. And everybody and everybody went, yeah, yeah, great, we'll go with that. And nobody so, knew why you, you were look doing at it. That, the, the Ironborn. Brilliant. Do the lead salute. That's fantastic. That is. I, I, I'm actually going to watch that episode now. Just yeah, I am. yeah, we're all going to have to go I've, back I've and have a look. I was, I was I really, really proud because I thought, because yeah, we were filming it in Northern Ireland as well, and, yeah. uh, in Ireland generally, but uh, especially in my experience in Northern Ireland, there's hundreds of Leeds fans They're everywhere. It's so on the crew. There's loads of them. I've been, you know, chatting to the guys about. It. Yeah. So you could just see loads of them going. Fuck. <laughs> 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 all, like, look, all, all the American producers and directors are all kind of nodding really seriously like, yeah we really like that that is really good all the crew are pissed themselves going to fucking Leeds United <laughs> I love it that's brilliant, <laughs> that's brilliant. love that, that that's um, very good. Uh, so, from celebrating individual to also, we are, we we we. It's been a, a torrid year in, in general, but there's been some chinks of light from a Leeds perspective. Obviously, we've um, uh, we've got back to the promised land after some extended period out. Just uh, can you explain just what what your life was like during the period when we were going for promotion and, and how you celebrated? It was yeah. It was so. <laughs> so strange it was so beautiful in, in so many ways to be watching them and obviously you can always watch Leeds on telly when they're in the championship they're on telly every week but yeah. every game on that every game being on TV seemed to focus it into some weird kind of alternate league that was wonderful to watch and obviously this team is is great to watch anyway in any any medium but to be denied the chance to watch them live to watch them playing this football to to not be able to be at Swansea, uh, yeah. you know, the, these yeah. things like um, you just you do feel kind of robbed, and uh, you know, especially when even when the the title was won. You know, I'm sat in Southwest London, 
<laughs> drinking a bottle of Malbec, thanking, <laughs> thanking Marcelo. <laughs> but, you know, and I've got friends who are down at Ellen Road and you know, in City Square and all that, and being able to, to celebrate it. So it's, it felt doubly, uh, doubly detached when it all happened because, you know, you had to watch it all happening on TV. You weren't allowed to watch the games live, but uh, living in London wasn't, you know, wasn't able to join in on, on the joy and the, the celebration afterwards. So, yeah, it was a strange, strange period. Fantastic, obviously. And I celebrated for weeks, but... It still tinges with a little bit of, oh, my God, I can't, you know, it's not like it was when we won the league, you know what I mean? So yeah. Married, but yeah. That's all, you know, that's what you want to be part of, yeah. It's hard not getting to go to Premier League games when we waited so long for them as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, really yeah, especially with it, especially in the sense it, it gets me that I realised I spent so many years travelling. I did more away games than I did home games. To be honest, most <laughs> of the time we were out of the the uh, the Premier uh, the Premier League, so you get used to a certain different kind of experience. It's just about the community, and it's not about the football because so much of the football was shy. We lost so often that. God, yeah. It, it became something different. Uh, and so to then finally get back to the Premiership and be playing such wonderful football that you want every part of it and it just be you know, like a kid at the sweet shop window. You know? Absolutely. And if we, if, if we could just be that kid at the shop window, it would be absolutely insane. I think when <laughs> Ellen Road does actually open up, it, yeah. it, I think that the roof's going to come off it. And the one, the one thing I'm looking forward to singing if I'm being perfectly honest, is the leads are falling apart bit. Just to, <laughs> just to niggle it in there, just so it can be like, you know, I know the players sang it when, when they saw the Huddersfield second goal and all that. But yeah. That's just the one thing I want to hear roaring around Ellen Road. That's, yeah. I, I know match of the day, I miss our uh, marching on together and all that. I miss that. But that, yeah. that, they, that COVID took that away from us. It took yeah, it yeah. away. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> But do you know? Do you find yeah. it makes it harder to go to games for you, Ralph, being as well known as you are, or do you just not worry about that sort of thing no. when you get a chance? No, I don't worry about going to the, the games in that sense. Um, I find that because most Leeds fans uh, kind of know I'm a Leeds fan, uh, they, you know, have no issue with it. I don't tend to get any grief, as it were. Yeah. Lots of people very nice, you know, being very nice and asking for a photo or whatever. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's not not as if I, I feel like I've got no disguise or anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I've seen you in so many different roles. Um, I'm sure you've got a, a fair few disguises. You could rock yeah. up with your, um, your military outfit from Chernobyl. Absolutely. Would you rather wear a Hamza, hazmat suit in Chernobyl for a year or the rest of your life or go to a scum game at Old Trafford and wear a shirt? My new shirt, you mean? My new I mean, shirt. Yeah, yeah, scum You've got my blue shirt. Otherwise, it's not. I'm not new shirt. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Well, that, that, that will lead me into another nice anecdote. Uh, obviously, I'll, cho I'll choose as much shooting to know. Excellent, man. Good choice. Good choice. <laughs> I just did a film um, in Brazil, in Rio, uh, about five years ago. And the character I was playing was, was from the north of England and he was uh, uh, the only English character or the British character in this international cast of Brazilians and Swedish and 
uh, Japanese uh, who were all who were all playing these scientists at an international um, uh, science centre at the, the uh, at, in the Antarctic at the South Pole. All all shot in the studio in there. And at one point in the film, we all have a kickabout on the on the base. And uh, so they come in, and I walked into my uh, dressing room, and there was the scum shirt with uh, what's the AIG? The scum shirt was hanging on my costume rail with AIG for this football oh, set. What didn't want it? <laughs> I looked at and, I went, and I called the uh, the costume woman who uh, didn't speak much English, and I went, "You, you have to get get Mariana." Get, yeah. And you have to get your boss, and she was like, <laughs> I went, Mariana, I'm not, not wearing that. I can't. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, What? No, I've been told you have to wear this. You play football. You are from you're from England. You play football. And she hands me the shirt, and I'm like, No, it's just not happening. What do I do? And I went, I went, Well, ask Lewis, the director, ask, ask him to come and talk to me. So I come in, and he, and he says, just don't happen. Why don't you wear this? He said, well, because I'm a Leeds United fan. That's a Manchester United shirt. It's a really big thing in England. Uh, I just can't, I can't wear that. Um, and he's like, he's like, oh, okay. Does it matter that much? I'm like, yeah, it does. Uh, so so he, went, he went, fair enough. Okay, I'll go talk to the producers. So he goes out and he goes to talk to the producers. And then they all arrive at my door. It's like executive producer. Two executive users and the producer. And I'm thinking, this is a fucking football shirt that I don't want to wear. You know, this is never, never <laughs> before. And then, so they come in and they go, uh, uh, yeah, I, we, we really want you to wear this shirt. And I go, no, I can't uh, because of this is this. And, uh, and I say, Arvin, just why do you want me to wear it? And it's because the Brazilian government uh, has this scheme whereby big investors can wipe off a lot of tax by investing in films. And AIG has done that, so they want the of it's from the north of it in this film to wear this shirt with AIG on the front. I went absolutely not. Shut it down! Shut it down! We're not doing it. And they're going to go again. They're kind of like, but these guys have, have provided a quarter of our total budget, bro. You know, we, we we have to do this. And I went, okay. So I put it on Twitter. I put the photo of the shirt, and I said, "Costume people in uh, costume people on the film I'm working on in Brazil want me to wear this shirt. They don't understand why I can't. Will you explain to them? Just put that on." <laughs> I, I just, I didn't, I didn't even do anything. I just turned the, the uh, ringer on on my phone and held my phone up, and it just went ping, ping, ping. Shit on it, burn that fucking. <laughs> <laughs> and it just went on and on for rings and they just kind of stood there open mouthed and I went you know I've got to oh, oh, so <laughs> I don't live in Rio I've got to go back to Leeds to see my family at some point yeah. I'm, not putting that, I'm not wearing that <laughs> you've got to think about your future Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, um, what about uh, the story around your, your, your best or um, your best experience or memory as a Leeds fan I think it'd have to be some the, the whole season of the Champions League. I was at the right age. Uh, I had enough money to go. And so I went to most of the games that season and so many great memories. I think, I don't think I'll ever top uh, Gary Kelly 
line is towel down at the end in the San Siro and shushing everybody. And <laughs> being there that night, I think, uh, will always be a special one. I don't know whether it'll ever quite top that. Even though we didn't win anything, we just, it felt like we'd arrived in a massive way that night. And the fact that there were so many of us in Milan. And I stayed for four days afterwards in Milan, which is great. <laughs> no, not I, I could have <laughs> choice to go home. I wasn't detained or anything. It's important to add that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, to see that, and uh, I had a friend with us who spoke Italian, so he could, you know, he was sat in cafes looking at the Duomo Square, drinking cappuccinos, listening to our mate translate the Italian papers, talking about how amazing the Leeds fans were and the way they filled the San Siro with noise. And yeah, I, yeah, I think those moments were uh, were amazing, and hopefully we'll be able to get back to that kind of thing again. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, we've got um, uh, a, a thing in, in, in our podcast, uh, a, a, a little slot on it called the Hawk Topic, and what we do is it's around the predictions about the upcoming game, uh, and, and what we do is we look at the uh, the opposition manager uh, and decide whether we'd rather have them or the legend that is David Hockaday. Um, uh, <laughs> <in future>. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we'll, we'll leave aside the um, we'll leave aside the the, the, the Crawley one for the moment, uh, and and we'll look to the next league game because we're going to be doing a bit of an FA Cup special on on, on that. So, um, for for the next league game, it's it's Brighton. We're looking at Potter. So the question mm. is, would you take Graham Potter or would you take David Hockaday? <laughs> Graham Potter. <laughs> He's oh. a football manager. You've let the side down here. David Hockaday is actually winning at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from me and Jay, we got ousted, man. We we I, I picked oh, David Moyes one day, and uh, because he was uh, an ex-scum manager, I got absolutely hung out to dry. Like so, you know. Everybody, right, everybody forgot that I'd also picked him and I, I just stood by and watched him hang Carl out to dry. We did remind after, <laughs> didn't we? I didn't notice. When I went back to edit it, I did notice. You did me as well in that um, podcast. You didn't stand by at all. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and um, just uh, uh, the next bit is the, 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 the predictions that we do. So... Um, you know, if we talk about the the FA Cup game, uh, you know, I think we're all expecting to see that there might be a bit of a blend of um, the subs that we've seen and some of the youth uh, and so on. But what 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 what's your expectations on, uh, you know, what's the score going to be and, and who might we see that we've not seen so far? Do you think? Well, I'm hoping that we'll see um, Joe Gellert. Gellert, how do you pronounce his name? Gellert, Gellert. I think. I'm hoping we'll get to see him because I've heard very good things about him and I'd like Jamie Shack to get a full start and a full game because I think he's coming on really well and I think he's going to be really important in the second half of the season. What position? Uh, in, in Calvin's position. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that, that. that might be where, uh, where he's going to need to cover at some point and I think that's really important that we have somebody uh, properly versed to cover that if and when we lose him obviously we're going to lose him for the next match or if we lose him again in the future because uh, he's kind of like the, at the moment the one irreplaceable it seems to me in the system yeah uh, 
the way things are. So I'd like him to, to do a bit of work on that. But apart from that, I'd be happy just to win it. Nice to have a clean sheet, 2-0. So no injuries and some people get a bit of a run out. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd be happy with that. I'd like to see us give it a... 2-0, capture that one. I'd like to see us give the FA Cup a good good goal this year, I think. But mm -hmm. the the young the, the young squad we have as well, that the, like what's your man um is it Greenwood, is it? Yeah. The striker yeah. that we got from Arsenal. Jesus, he's banging them in like he's they're going out of fashion, that man. lad, like. Yeah. It's just hope he doesn't yeah. end up as another Edmondson where he bangs them in but never gets to play with the first team. Yeah. yeah. How's he doing? Because he went he went to Scotland, didn't he? Did he go back he to got Scotland? Injured, didn't he? He was well. He came back, and he was only Rob Price. Obviously, took something off Farshaw to fix Edmondson, <laughs> and they sent they sent him back about two weeks later. Like so, he's he's still up there. Like well, I think he's going to be out that long. Adam, you can grow a new like. Just give him that one. Yeah. Does yeah. he still have a value for for Parks Farshaw? Do we know? You'd that? hope so. Nobody yeah. knows. Yeah. I don't think he's been seen for about six months. No. Is there a market? Yeah, is there a market? <laughs> well, you know, I've got, I've got active player here. You know, it can't it doesn't actually work, but you could use. That's, it's like a, it's like a, an old car that you're just getting bits off to keep other cars going. That's that's his role at the club now. That's why he's, he's still under contract. It's an important role. It's getting players back real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, We'd wait for them to have this slight like, Scouse accent that they never had before. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> they, they walk out of the change room with a ginger beard. Suddenly they've got ginger hair. <laughs> yeah. So, so what, what would your prediction be so for the, the, the FA Cup game then? That was a 2-0. 2-0, I think we got it. Yeah, yeah. All right, sound, I sound. Go for. I, don't, I don't think we'll, we'll run riot, but I think that uh, I don't think you'll make enough changes to make a mess of it. So, yeah, 2 now, I think. Good yeah, stuff. Famous Good words stuff. of Finchie. Nearly Thank done. you very much. <laughs> <Here's done. laughs> My um, favourite line. I yeah, that's asked. why I said it, to be honest. Well, that was, um, <laughs> that was in the, uh, the script of the first series of The Office. Uh, and that scene, basically, him shagging somebody. Uh, it, was, it wasn't in a car park, but it was in a different situation, a different character, uh, and it got cut before we shot the yeah. thing. And it, the, the first series, or before they did the second series, they, there was a kind of a meeting whereby, you know, kind of, does anybody, anybody got any particular ideas? They want to know, please have that line. <laughs> a, in two words, it says the whole character, so succinct, it's brilliant. I said, can I have that line at some point? So he wrote that scene after the credits. So it's a good <laughs> decent, decent. <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. And um, last thing I want to ask you myself, um, looking at where we are now, just looking ahead for the rest of the season, where do you think we'll finish? Um, Oh, it's a tough one. You're proper thinking about this. <laughs> well, you see, well there's, there's all sorts of elements, aren't there? You know, you just never know. Uh, if we get a run, you could be looking at sevens. If, but that's had a hell of a run and other people are not having a run. And we tend to be very <laughs> stop and go. There's differences in between them, which I'm not complaining about. I'm loving it and I'm embracing the ride. But... Um, 
I can't see us suddenly winning that many of our games. So I'm going to say 13th. Nice, solid. That's a fair guess. Yeah. Yeah. I I think if we beat the teams around us, we'll be fine. Yeah. I think that's what we need to focus on personally. And that was always always the case. And also the way we play, it was we're unlikely to get many draws. And I think that's that's true. There's a lot of teams the way they play, they they drop two points against their near rivals and accept it. But I think against our near rivals, we're going to beat most of them. Yeah, and that's yeah. every time yeah. rather than these two points dropped every now and again. We can forget, as we can see, we can forget beating Spurs, Man United, Liverpool. Not really going to happen unless they have a really shit day. Yeah. But yeah. most of the rest are up for up for grabs. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the fact that we're better than most of the teams around us, but against those top teams, if we do get an early goal, because there is always a chance with the overplay, then we might get some bonus results, but they are just bonus results. It's just, yeah. as you say, beating the teams around us, and we're doing a good job of that so far. But you see the way the way we play, the type of football we play, it, it can only be improved by improving the quality of the players. And that's not yeah. to knock any of them, because the way they, any, any player that comes in is going to have to get the fitness up, is going to have to get the, the mentality of this team. So any good good quality player that we get is going to improve this. And they play at, at such a tempo with so much one-touch football that occasionally passes are going to go astray, like they do, like we made yeah. a mistake. But I think they, as, as we just incrementally add to the quality of the squad, I think we're, we're in the right direction, to be honest, I do. Mm. Can't argue with that. I believe in the, symptom, in the system. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, that's the good thing. Everyone's bought into it, haven't they, Gary? Everyone's just kind of gone, yeah. The, the, uh, yeah, do you know, uh, uh, you say yes, but th- there's always there's always the odd one. You know, there were calls for, uh, can we have Kiko? Because Melia is making too many mistakes with his passes out and things like that. And you think, what on earth are you talking about? Um, but, um, yeah, you know, it, young keepers I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, I've been winding yeah. a couple of my mates up for months and months saying we need Keiko back in. I keep saying it to him. <laughs> <laughs> get really animated and start telling me how crappy he is. And, uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I mean, it's, yeah, but there's the, the, it's the, the high risk versus reward factor, isn't it? You know, we, we play out um, from the back and we do so at speed, at pace, and, and um, sometimes we play risky passes and they won't come off. But uh, if they come off more often than than they don't, then we come out ahead, and I think that's that's what is instilled into the squad. So uh, you know you can't even be harshly critical on it when he gets it wrong because that's actually what he's being asked to do. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. He is doing as he's been told to do: keep the ball yeah. moving and yeah. distribute quickly. Oh, on the edge of the area, though, was a bit. <laughs> but, yeah, but still defending him, but, oh. I, swear, I swear to God, I could have floated on water. It just went. <laughs> I'm buoyant, like you know what I mean. Don't be doing that to me. Um, Ralph, look, I, uh, we, we won't keep you too much longer. You've been on far longer than you you gave us time for, and we we really do appreciate your time today. Um, and it was lovely meeting you. And uh, what I might do is I might drop you an old Schley tweet every once a week and just get your prediction and we stick you in this league we have and see how you get on. How about that? Go on, I'll, I'll go for that, yeah. Thanks very much for your time. It's been great meeting you. Cheers, yeah. yeah. yeah nice to meet you. Hopefully see Thank you at the road or some other shit hole at some point. <laughs> no, we, we, <laughs> we'll see you in a, in a Taddy's pub at some point. <laughs> 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 Cheers. Cheers.
Thank you. See you later, bud. Thanks a minute. Bye-bye. Bye. Welcome back. Um, welcome back for the, to the podcast now. Uh, if you want to watch the full episode or the full interview of, of the Ralph interview uh, with with uh, Gilly, uh, Jay and Carl, uh, the video will be, uh, the link will be in the description. Also, keep an eye out on uh, the Auto Know Better Twitter page for, for the link as well. Uh, I just want to say thank you uh, for, for Ralph coming on and I hope everyone enjoyed that uh, little segment there. So, moving on to Sunday's fixture against uh, ex-Steve Evans, Crawley. Um, I mean, I don't know anything about Crawley. Uh, don't really give a shit, to be fair. Uh, it is in the FA Cup. Uh, Gilly, do you want to... What, what what are your thoughts on the Crawley game? Um, I think if we, if we look at our, our history and we look at Histon Haven. and uh, Newport and Sutton and... Uh, Hereford and <laughs> we we don't have a we Everyone. don't have a long list. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, playing against lower league sides, um, we don't have a good record. However, having said that, I'm more comfortable with our um, our reserve team now and their capabilities and the way that they play and the way that they'll be able to translate that into playing for the first team because the way that they play echoes the first team. You know, you can see, uh, I've not watched a lot of the under-23s, but you can see when they're playing, they emulate what the first team do. Um, so hopefully you think that that graduation into the, the, the starting eleven for the first team will be a lot easier for the likes of Gelhar, the, the likes of Greenwood to transition from what they're doing into what they can do. Um, I'm excited to see them two play, by the I way. I don't really... I am, yeah. I, I, I'd like to see them both. Um, I, I, I think that... You know, if we look at Crawley, are they much better than the under-23s players that they, they encounter? You know, you, you can have... Uh, is it three overage players you can have in there as well? Um, are they much better, Crawley, than, than that? Am I doing them a disservice by saying they're not as good? I don't know. But, uh, you know, you, when you come down to it, they're a lower league opposition. We should blow them out of the water. We probably will. It's going to be quite close. Um, <laughs> and and uh, it might not go so well. We don't have a good history. But, uh, um, you know, Bielsa gets involved in all of it, doesn't he? He doesn't, he doesn't offload that to the under-23s coach. He's involved in it all. And I think that, that that'll probably stand him in good stead. Um I, when you get right down to it, this might not be a popular comment from what's already been said. I'm really not asked about the cups. I just want to make sure we survive. Yep. Well, that's fair enough. That, so that's that is, me. No, that is genu genuinely fair enough. Uh, Jay, what about you, mate? Uh, obviously, I want to survive and win the FA Cup. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, my, my one concern really is um, I'd really like to see some of the young lads play, definitely Greenwood and Gellard. Um but that weird tournament they're playing where they play like under 23 teams from other clubs, Prem clubs and stuff. Um, we've not fared very well in that when we've played our, our young lads. So that worries me slightly. Um, I think there's something different about competitive first team football at any level compared to playing under 23s. And I think that it's not going to be as easy as some people might think it will be. Um, do you think some of that's eroded by the fact that there's no no crowds though? Because yeah, that's usually the big difference in it between mm -hmm. an under twenty threes and a first team is usually yeah. stepping in front of that cauldron of noise. Yeah, maybe because um, they don't play in front of the crowds week in week out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm not 
not massively asked. I just hope we do ourselves justice. I hope we put some effort in, and if we win, then great. That'd be that'd be awesome. Um, if we lose, but we we try hard, and young lads get a run out and they get a chance in first team, then no, I'm done. Really, is it? It's yeah. um, it's staying up that's a priority, and we don't want to um, blow that by putting too much effort in elsewhere. I don't think. But a nice little run, as well as doing well in the league, would be welcome. In theory, so you're not really asked about the result. If we win, we win. If we don't, we don't. More, yeah, more I, I never, I never don't want to see us win. I just, I don't think it's the end of the world if we don't. Yeah, fair enough. Carl, what do you reckon, mate? Uh, I reckon I'd, I'd echo what Gilly said. Um, I'm not. What's wrong? With what I said. I'm, I'm going to get to that in a second. Too fair, mate. You talk shit is what he's saying. Fucking too fair, fucking Tinkerbell flying around the kitchen. <laughs> okay. Um, I got to echo what said. I don't really give a shit about the cups, but staying up, and and I know you said that as well, Jay. But what Gilly said about the under twenty threes replicating essentially what the first team do, I'd be more than happy. I I I think it, even if we put on a set, second string team, I think we're more than capable of beating Crawley. Yeah, I, I think we. I, I think we're in a better position now than when we lost to Histon and we lost to. I'm not even going to get into it again because it fucking depressed the life out of me. But we're we're in a far better position, like I said, with our our under twenty threes now at the moment because we we had a coach who was coaching them the exact same way as the coach of the first team. Now, admittedly, he's gone now, but someone has taken the reins over and done exactly the same thing. So for them, and, and, and the fact that Bielsa is going to be on the sideline, if these under-23 players like Greenwood or Gellar, they, if they get their chance, they're playing in front of Bielsa in a proper competitive game. It's, it's essentially not, their chance to shine, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Like, it's like they don't want, they're not going to be the type of players with the mentality that's in our academy and our first team at the moment where they're going to go, it's just the FA Cup, you know what I mean? I can, I can, I can shine individually. They, they, their mentality is now, Try and win every game. Try and win it. Yeah. Go on, you know, and, and, to get in the team. Yeah. He's got to be. There were a lot of clubs after him when we signed him, and he he exactly. could have signed somebody and played week in week out in Championship this season yeah. if he wanted. He's got to have an but eye. It, it it just shows that the under twenty three is very capable, and I'd be very happy with five, maybe six under twenty threes in the starting eleven. If I'm being honest, with with the ones that we have there, I'd like to see Drama get a a shot at at, at yeah. right back. Um. And, and play a back four of maybe Stuart because he's got the first team experience now. Maybe fire Llorente in there just because by the time Sunday comes around, he'll probably be at some point for match fitness. Hmm? Might have to hook him up to a car battery. <laughs> Has he had a setback since? <laughs> Someone will be following around with a fucking drip. So has he had a setback since the last game we played or what? Like Since the last update know, or what? Like? I don't know, to be honest. I've just not heard anything either way about him. Yeah, see, I, I reckon if we put Llorente in with a young back four, that'd just show, I think it'd bring out his kind of command and centre-back, this is how I lead from the back. And if he can do it with three kids beside him, I think that would be, you know, that, 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 that'd be a reason to kind of go, right, if he's, if he's doing that now with three kids behind him against the pro team, then stick him straight in if he's match fit, like, you know, but... I, th I, I think we'll, I'd like to think we'd be probably comfortable. Like, 
Who's your left back then? Are we going Davis? I think Davis, think? yeah. Very yeah. good, Davis. And are you putting Kiko in there? I'm putting Capria in that, man. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, man. Like, I, I, like, I, I've watched a few under-23 games, obviously, with doing the work I do, so I get home early enough, but I've watched a few games. Man, he's not a bad keeper by any stretch. The only reason he's not being noticed is because Meslier is outshining him. And they're not going to put him on the bench ahead of Kiko. Mm. Yeah, and that's the only reason he's not getting noticed at the moment. He's a quality little keeper. Like, do you think that's a bit really harsh like, on Kiko though? Do I think it's a bit harsh on Kiko? We're really going down that alley, are we? No, but seriously, no, <laughs> seriously. I think though, he should like, still play cup games. He's a member of the squad. Yeah. he is. Yeah. He is, and I'm not. I'm not saying don't play him, but I prefer to see the cap. You know. It's a chance for the under twenty threes to prove to be Elsa in a competitive senior game what they're capable of. If and if he's not yeah, going to sign anyone in January, then he needs to understand what he's got. We in better fucking sign someone in January, can I add? Do you yeah, think there's yeah, any possibility that he puts Davis at centre back and puts that other kid at left back that was on the bench last time? Possibly. Davis played all Potentially, right. Potentially, I mean, my, my only concern about having him at centre back, I mean, if we're picking strike in there, then then it's less of an issue. But if he's five foot five, yeah, yeah, you know, world world class players can can deal with that sort of level. But you know, it, it, I'm not I'm not knocking him. I'm not saying he can't become world class. Be I, I, decent there, though. Yeah, he is. He is. But um, you know, I, I don't. We don't know anything about Crawley. He, he, I might be doing him a disservice here. I've I've not spent enough time looking at the the side that they're likely to play. But um, you would expect that at the level that they're playing at, they're used to a very physical game. Yeah, you think so. Because yeah. you need to be at that level. You need to be able to compete physically. So whether that's the it? running power, but you know, in comparison to to uh, Premier League football, yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, so you know, it, 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 I think it's probably moved on a little bit from. Uh, just just being big cloggers, but at the same time, you have to be able to compete physically as well. Yeah. Um, so they're going to be used to being able to put balls into the strikers, the strikers winning the balls and so on. And does does does, does the size there, is that even more of a hindrance uh, in this game as it would be potentially in a Premier League game where you, you're talking about running power and not somebody dominating you physically? Um, so, yeah, and that's why I asked the question is, do we think Davis at fullback? Because well, that might... Open up issues. Yeah, yeah, I think no, I think you're right, man. I think a, a left back a start from in hit like that. That that's essentially his natural position. Like so, maybe maybe that that would be the best option. Like have the two young books there. Like they they'll run for days, man. They're they're, they're young fellas. Like they've got yeah, engines on them. Like the, yeah. they're not going to tire. Like they're not. Yeah. So why not stick them in? Jay, uh, smarty, sorry. Uh, what are your thoughts, mate? Um. I'd like to see most of the first team play, if I'm totally honest with you. Um, I, I agree. I Rodrigo agree. playing against a blue square. <clears throat> yeah, you're yeah. fucking dead right. Yeah, get Paddy <laughs> Banff. Burnouts are us over here. Bring, bring fucking Liam Cooper out in his wheelchair. In fact, just leave wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Play the wheelchair instead. Play the wheelchair. Just park it up. Um, no, no. I, we used to play in 46 games a season. Um, I don't. I don't see why we shouldn't make a really, really good go at an FA Cup run. Um, I would like to see a lot more youth involved, but I wouldn't like to see a team made up of youth with a spattering of first team players. I think it should be. This is my opinion. Obviously, I think I, sh I think it should be the other way around. I would like to really make a good 
um, a good go of it before the COVID break, obviously, and then we win the league because obviously, with with COVID, we win stuff. Yeah, that that's how it works. You know, COVID, win league, sound. Um, sign them on a free. <laughs> Fair enough. I do. I, th I think we should be really COVID nineteen. Number <laughs> <laughs> nineteen, fuck Pablo. Um, oh, I'm just obviously. I'm joking. Don't do that. That's that's getting clipped, and we're not putting. That, I'm joking, being <laughs> it either. Yeah, if you're listening, we do not be that. No, I'm not being. Just I'm going out on Twitter that is that one. Smarty I'm says, I'm not being. I'm not being. Sign COVID. Give him the 19. Pablo's, him. Pablo's deadlier than COVID. Um, but no, I, I, would, I, would, I would like to see. I would like to see a few lads play. I'd like to see Pervada start. I'd like to see uh, Leaf Davies incorporated. I would like to see Struick in his in his position. I would say um, Kiko Kassir at the back because he, he, you know, whatever people think of him, he's still a good bloody, it's uh, still a good op option to have as a second keeper. Um, and like I say, a, maybe a spattering of youth. Um, Jamie Shackleton to start. I've got, a, I, I like Jamie Shackleton. I think he's fantastic. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't want to change it too much. I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to, um, I'd like to see him give it to him. To be fair, no, Bielsa, he'll, he'll just stick with the same fucking starting 11, wouldn't he? It probably was. I, would, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I genuinely wouldn't be surprised. I, I'd like to go either way. I'd welcome it definitely. You know, I, I really want to make a good go of it because we've got nothing to lose. I, I can't see. We're not going to get relegated. We aren't. You know, I may, might be putting my neck on the line here, but we're not going to get relegated. <laughs> Why not? We well. off. We've got to be better than three fucking shit teams. We've got fucking Sam and Fuck Pablo, and <laughs> we're not getting relegated. <laughs> fuck United. Fuck Fulham and fuck West Brom. This podcast is fucked, <laughs> lads. Bollocks to Sean Dyche. <laughs> First time we go back down and roll, we get lynched. We are getting relegated. Tell you what. Fair enough. Um, so I would say there's no reason why we can't go for, go for it. Why not go for it? We, we used to play in so many more games than we have done already anyway. Why not go for it? What's it going to affect us? We've got, we've got a week from yeah. um, you know playing Spurs to Crawley. Uh, and their PE teacher of a of a of a coach, you know, and then we've got from Crawley to to um, Brighton, another yeah. week. So why not? Fuck it, go for it. Fair enough. One get. I think one you know, of the things on um, uh, Calvin being suspended it, it, um, uh, probably hurts us a little bit, doesn't it? Because he's suspended for the Brighton game, so he's going to play in this one. I would yeah, expect, yeah. where where um where well, it doesn't hurt us, um, but um, you know, Kenny might have, might have uh, been in with a, a shout of being given a bit of a, a go, um, who's apparently been playing pretty well in the under twenty threes in Calvin's role. Um, we might still see him, but you know, Calvin might not might not start or um, uh, might might not be involved. Bearing in mind, yeah. They might, they might use it. Yeah, as a, but he's got two weeks off then, haven't they? They might not use it yeah. as a training exercise, but whoever may be taking Calvin's place for the Brighton game may end up finding himself as CDM anyway. That's true. Because he did that with White, didn't he? He played yeah. him in another match first. You know, it's a good opportunity for that. You know, yeah. maybe we might not see Calvin for a couple of weeks. Might be know. Shaq. Yeah. It I is, but it, yeah, it might be Shaq be because you, know, you, you might think that that'd be Strike, but Strike's going to be needed in, in defence yeah, because. We've still got three international centre backs out injured. I, I think uh, I think Erling and, and <laughs> I, I've still got that traffic cone outside and go and get it. <laughs> <laughs> the only other one that you know we spoke about um, uh, the attacking element and we've spoke about um, Joffy and, and Greenwood. The only other one is that um, 
I can't. I, I, I don't know. How you say it's Crisencio Somerville. Um, plays on wing and, and apparently he's done well as well. So uh, oh, shit, and his yeah. pace as well. So if you got him on one and Pervader on yeah. other, um, I'll tell you what. That, that, um, I didn't forgot about that. that. I forgot about that Somerville. You know, because weren't, weren't good, he playing you. well? He looks good. He looks. So weren't he playing really well before he came to us in like the? Was it who did he play for? It was Harry That's the one. Yeah, uh, Den Haag. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, apparently he was playing really well there because. Um, just before we signed him or whatever, obviously the rumours were going about and loads of people started like tweeting all their fans and were like, what, what's he like? What's he about? And they, they were actually giving him really high praise. So oh, I, I genuinely forgot we even yeah. signed him, to be fair. I think we should play Quasim Boy. <laughs> go on, get, get your fucking strip on, go on. He doesn't even know what the fucking strip looks like ooh, now anymore. Just, ooh, shit in hell. That's the biggest red card I've ever seen. Some stupid Brentford player. Fair oh, enough. Yeah. Right. right, so there is one game that I am most probably looking forward to about on, on Sunday, and I love an underdog story, and I really want to see Marine turn over Tottenham. Probably not going to happen. Oh, that'd be amazing if but they I, could do that. It would be great. I genuinely it? cannot wait to see the result for that. I might even watch it over the Leeds game. To be fair, not going to lie. What does that say about us though? Last weekend, huh? Exactly. If they turn them over, <laughs> oh, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> it, it means that they knew that we were going to hurt them. That's yeah, what it means. They were prepared for Leeds because they knew that we could hurt them. Um, you know, we talked about mobility of Kane and Son and the fact that um, uh, you know they, they know that we go man for man, and they knew that we could hurt them, and, and they, they kind of nullified that by just emptying the midfield and just just sitting in a low no, block. They don't they don't know how Marine's um, going to so come. They, 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 they haven't got a clue, and Marine could surprise. No? I, I honestly hope they do it. I really do. They could do um, what Histon did to us, man. It's not un, It's not on. Yeah. You know, it's not an unbelievable thing to happen. It's like not, it bloody not. happens, and it's happened to us more often than not recently. But you know. I'd quite like Boreham Wood to do yeah. Millwall. Yeah. I'd like anyone to do Millwall. That'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. I think I I think that moves us <laughs> swiftly onto our weekly um segment with uh, Andrew Dalton, Mr. LUFC Stats. Uh he's joined with Luke, so we'll be back shortly. Uh and we'll we'll see you in a sh- short moment. Welcome. Good evening. It's Luke here from Auto No Better, here again, as always, with the man, uh, the legend, the myth. The mystical, whatever you want to call him, stats. Andrew Dalton, how are you doing, mate? All right. Yeah, very well, thank you. Very well, thank you. I had a, a real busy week so far with my new job and what have you. So yeah, very much looking forward to a competition that Leeds don't do notoriously well in, uh, with a trip to the People's Pension Stadium against Crawley Town at the weekend. Yeah, something to look forward to. It's, uh, it's nice to have a bit of football back. Uh, it seems seems a while since we played uh, Spurs on the second. Um, yeah. You quite rightly said uh, last time we spoke that you ex- didn't expect much from the game. Quite right. We didn't get no. much from the game. I, I, I thought the game went as, as I kind of predicted. At least had spells in the game that they had opportunities or half chances. It wasn't a game I expected Leeds to win. Uh, the main thing is they got the six points from Burnley and West Brom in the pre- previous previous league games. Uh, and obviously now they've got an opportunity to build from that with two tricky home games after the FA Cup tie against Brighton and Southampton. Great stuff. I mean, the, the couple of talking points in that game, I think we could have actually got something out of that game, you know, on another day. Um, yeah. Missed chances, uh, penalty yeah. appeals and... I, I think Bamford had a couple, didn't he, in the first half. 
and they could have scored. Alioski hit one into the side netting. But that, they aren't the games that are going to decide our season. And having seen, what, 16 games, 17 games so far this year, we're in a fine position as it is. We need five more wins, which if you can't get five more wins, you don't deserve to stay in the Premier League. Five, five wins will take us to 38 points. Job done. And I think Leeds will be fine. And I think come beginning of March, April time, they can just sort of relax and and, and see out the season quite freely. Good, good. Um, speaking of that, uh, five more wins. I've been having a bit of a debate with quite a lot of people. I don't know if it's some mm-hmm. tweet earlier on about the team we should play against Crawley this weekend. And I think yeah. my team my team went something like Kiko, uh, Davies, um, Cresswell, um, any and other if Lorente wants game time or yeah or, or Casey. I think my right back was. Uh, drama. Uh, yeah, I had, I had in midfield. I had um, Shacks. Yeah, um, and Pablo. And then on the wings, yeah. I had Paveda and Costa. And then up top, I had um, Revgelda. No, I had yeah. um, Greenwood. Greenwood up yes. top. Um, and I was causing quite a lot of controversy actually because. Everyone's like, we need a cup run. And I can see where they're coming from because we're in quite yeah. a strong position within the league. But yes. I still think that, it, given another wobble or two, you know, we had a couple of games where we wobbled a bit and that, yeah. that yeah. Maybe, maybe went. We get a couple of big injuries. I think we're back in the mix. I mean, I still think we've got enough quality and I think yeah. Bielsa yeah. works hard enough. Yeah. yeah. But I see our prerogative this year as staying in the Premier League, regardless of if we finish seventh or 17th, you know. Yeah, I, I think from my perspective, i grown up on the FA Cup as a little boy and watching it on grandstand and football focus and what have you. I would like a cup run. I personally think the fact that there's no replays, Luke, mm. is the, I, I like your team. I think Phillips will play because he's suspended for the Brighton game. Uh, so I think he might be involved. Sorry, I, I missed Struke out. Actually. I missed the defensive midfielder. Yeah, I think a yeah. lot of people mentioned that that Phillips will probably play because he's banned for the next game against yeah, Brian. And I just feel because there's no replays this season, I, I don't see why Leeds can't have a crack at it. Smashing I grab, isn't it? Will, yeah, absolutely. I think there'll be a lot of a lot of changes because uh, I think that's what Bielsa will do. Because I think obviously the productivity stay in the Premier League. I get that. But because it's one extra game, I don't see it being a massive thing uh, having a cup run this year. And all of a sudden, if you win two or three games in the FA Cup, yeah, uh, you you are yeah, you you are getting close to a quarter final, semi final. It's only five games to the final, isn't it? Is that right? Uh, third, five four, wins. Six, six. Semi, yeah, five games to the final, yeah. yeah. That's, that seems berserk, especially when, in previous seasons when you've had re- replays. Some games have been replayed. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Stats, but I'm pretty sure some games have... Didn't we play Arsenal uh, four times? We play them yeah, four times 90, one season. Yeah, we played Arsenal four times. I think in the 80s we played them three times. So the, the, the marathon with Arsenal was just ridiculous in 1991. I think it was 1-0, 0-0. Uh, oh, sorry, 0-0, 1-1. Nil nil one two, and it was bonkers. That was the day before the uh, the day before the penalty shootouts and what have you. So, so yeah, uh, I, I just think it presents with an opportunity on on Sunday. It won't be easy. 
Uh, I think the fact having no fans will probably help Leeds a little bit. It's a game you do expect whatever team Leeds put out to go down to Sussex and win. Uh, they'll be fired up for it. I'm sure John Yems will get them fired up for it. No end. But I, I'd like a cup run. I'd, I'd be disappointed personally if we get beat on Sunday because I, oh, yeah, I want this opportunity to have a you, cup run. You have to look at it. You have to look. You, you look at that. That that certainly that that eleven that I named. Uh, you throw KP in there, give Struke a rest from my from my yeah. eleven. There yeah. has to be enough quality and experience mixed with youth in there to beat a team like Crawley. Realistically. So, you think so? And look, they're going well. They've got, I think they've got Ward, Billy Waters up front and Tom Nichols, and they've got two good strikers at League Two level. But I just feel that I don't want to get a all over my face. Mm. It's an opportunity for Leeds. Yes, they'll rest players, I certainly will. But it's an opportunity to get at least into the fourth round. Where you look at our cup history, it's dreadful. Mm. Since 2010 11 season, we've gone past the third round, what, in 12 13. Uh, 15, 16 and 16, 17 and the first we've gone is the fifth round <coughs> and since 1987 we've reached the semi-finals once which in the 87, 86, 86, 87 season isn't enough for Leeds and they've reached what the quarter-finals since then off the top of my head uh, 95-6 they reached the quarter-finals 97-8 they reached the quarter-finals and 2002-3 they reached the quarter-finals so it's not enough, and I love the cup. I've always loved the FA Cup because it really is, without using too many cliches, it's definitely against Goliath, and that's what it is. Uh, Crawley on uh, on Sunday. So for me, I want to go as far as we can. Look, if we get knocked out by Premier League team, then so be it. But it just gives the players an opportunity to have a bit of a respite from the league, uh, which has been quite relentless uh, leading up to Christmas and New Year. And go down to Crawley and, and put a performance in and, and hopefully get uh, a victory to put into the hat on uh, on Monday for both the fourth round and the fifth round FA Cup draws. Smashing. Um, so, without trying to get egg on your face, as you said earlier, what what you what score prediction? Uh, I, th I think Leeds will win. I think Crawley will give us a game. I'll go 3-1 Leeds. 3-1 Leeds, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll add that to the Baldwin when I get a chance. Um, and then, what you got for me, that's what you're here for, give us some stats, Leeds Crawley. Uh, obviously, it's the first time we've ever, we've ever met Crawley uh, at all. Uh, they are the 167th different opposition we've ever faced in our history since starting against Port Vale in 1920. And the ground, the People Pension Stadia, will be our 201st different ground we've played football at since 1920. So, yeah, a few different stats there. Just a couple of links with Crawley that I, I tried to dig out. Uh, Ex-player, him who doesn't like to be named, that went to Turkey, has managed Crawley. And a player, that, a manager that's managed both teams is Steve Evans. Of course, he had Crawley, I think, uh, back end of the 2000s and went also managed to lead 2015-16. So, a couple of links there. But yeah, the first ever meeting between the two sides. That does surprise me. They, they, they think the I've got a stat for you. Uh, mm. Mark Wright plays for him. I think is that right? And his yeah, girlfriend Mark is Wright. the really fit one from Curry. Who's married to Michelle Key? That's her. Yeah, in Coronation Street. Uh, he, I don't know if he'll play on Sunday, but wouldn't it be typical Leeds to see the goal to someone from Tower? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Brilliant. Thanks ever so much for your time. Starts will we'll catch up, no doubt, next week in preparation for, for Brighton. 
Um, uh, yeah, have a great weekend. We'll catch up next week sometime. Look forward to it. Cheers, Luke. Take care. Cheers, that. Welcome back. Uh, thank you, uh, Andrew and, and Luke there for obviously the uh, weekly segment. Uh, we're going to move straight to uh, the poll outcome. Uh, Smarty, I'll give this to you, mate, to uh, go through the outcome there. Yeah, cheers. Um, so every week we ask the listeners via a poll on Twitter, which will be our main topic for discussion. Um, the, uh, the options that this week were uh, transfer targets, uh, cup run team selection, Season promo, uh, sorry, pre-season postponement, and our youth, uh, our youth players, and by a substantial amount again, uh, it was uh, transfer targets. Even though we have actually covered this mildly um, previously, but we'll skip over it and kind of incorporate some of the uh, team selection that we've already done. So, Carl, hand it over to you, mate. Uh, transfer targets, any positions? Um, again, like you said, uh, Smarty, we touched on it. I. I... I want Rodrigo to Paul. I, I just, I want him in that midfield. Who would you drop though? Well, the thing is, I think then it just gives Bielsa a headache between Bamford and Rodrigo. Mm. Moreno, obviously. And so you'd put him where Rodrigo's I, playing now, yeah? Yeah, I'd, I'd give Bielsa that headache, man. I'd buy Rodrigo to Paul and just tell Bielsa the next day when he turns up to train and, and then give him that headache. <laughs> Seriously, there is no like, headache, Carl. There is. This no is the sort of coach that will walk out if you there do that to him. He just say, "Don't worry, Patrick. I love you." Well, this is the this, this <laughs> the other. Is thing. he German? Very good, Calvin. Very good. He's turned into Ralph Hasselhüttl overnight. Like, hey, taking uh, <laughs> off the BLZ, you know, he's doing all right. Yeah, um, like, yeah, I, 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 I'd like to Paul in there. I think. Like, even though Rodrigo is doing a great job, it's not his position. He needs to be challenging Bamford, not playing behind him. And I think if you bought the Paul, that's when that decision will be made. I think you know, if the Paul's bought and he comes in, I cannot see, and I, and I know this is going to piss some people off, I cannot see uh, Bamford coming into that starting lineup, I think he'll push Rodrigo up top, put DePaul in front of him, just to give that extra firepower. Yes, granted, Bamford's had an amazing start of the season. Uh, you, you can't knock him, but it's the it's the class. Can he can he keep it up? We don't know. He couldn't hit a barn door in the championship. I don't think he'll have to drop him. Are, are you going to see Rodrigo on the halfway line chasing back for a ball? I think you will. Playing up front, I don't think you will. I, I, I think, I think you might, but I, I don't think, I don't think it'll even be in Bielsa's mind if Bamford's fit. He does, yeah. He trusts him, hundred percent. He went through the goals out no in championship. No to drop him. Fucking Enketier over him, so he's got no yeah. chance. Unless he goes like ten games without a goal, at which point you might think, oh, maybe I should try something else. But yeah, I don't think. But then even think thinking about happen. that, even thinking about what I just said, it's just. Thinking about it now, him and Bamford are basically fucking. It's, it's like a father and son relationship, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah. It is. Um, he's he's Neil Warnock's Paddy Kenny now. That's it. Everywhere <laughs> <laughs> Oh fucking up! We've got a title for the podcast, boys. <laughs> uh, yeah. Neil Warnock's Paddy Kenny. Oh, that's what he is now, Elsa. There's a bond. But, when you've got when you've got the likes of DePaul and Rodrigo, 
I know it's. I know it, like they are. They are world class players. Let's let's be realistic about it. They are. They are world class. They're, I mean, they're, they're internationals, etc. Um, but. <laughs> The Let's thing for me is, does, people, do, yeah, are, but, people are mentioning Bamford and saying should he get an England chance because he's done all right this season. Yeah, but he won't because of Kane. Probably not, but... I'm in the same league as Kane. No, he's not. He is. <laughs> he is. No, yeah. He's <laughs> got good players, like, say, <laughs> He's not as good as Harry Kane. I know so, what you mean. Like, Nobody said he was as good as Harry Kane. Lot, but I was going to say in the um, Tottenham game, but I think... The way that we play and where he's putting Rodrigo, I kind of think he wants Rodrigo to be like our son. Then if he if he if he wants then if he wants to play that role, he... two different types. Is there is there room for Bamford? Is there? No, they are different players, but I think he wants him to do something similar. I think he wants him to score goals and create goals and. Just sort of drift around a bit and. But obviously, Rodrigo, and... if the Paul comes in. He's going to go into that in, into that central role. He he, yeah, he is, yeah. genuinely has to. Um, but we're not going to sign him unless he is going to put Rodrigo up front. Exactly. So uh, I I honestly think if it was a case that Bielsa says, look, even even in the summer, if it, if the rumours were true, uh, and he was coming to us, there would have been something that's that was said there that Rodrigo will well maybe was Rodrigo a replacement for Depaul? Was he I the replacement? Think so. I, think it, I think it was one or the other, to be honest. Yeah, so do I. But now, if we get both of them, then then I personally can't see Bamford starting. But with Bielsa and, and, and knowing I mean, Bielsa, I, the, the, he, he, think, he's going to start. I don't think you could pay that much money for somebody. The, the, the one thing I'd say about that is I, 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 I don't think that we're going to get DePaul in January. I'd like us to sign him. I think that's off. Um, Udinese have come out and said, um, you know, we can talk about deals at the end of the season. I don't, I don't think that he'll be moving he's in not January. Not contract, is he? Um, so, I really don't. So there's no, no. incentive to no, Udinese not. to sell him now, is there? Why sell him? No, and he, he is playing well Why at the moment. January is a yeah. seller's market, and he's he's pointless it making transfers like that when they're just going to jack the prices up because you can sell a fucking a, a turd for a golden nugget. You know, it, yeah, definitely. it'd be absolutely pointless. There's no place for him in the team at the minute. So. You can sell a turd for a golden game. <laughs> <laughs> man, there's some dingers. You've come out oh, with some man. crackers today. Oh, man. There's some dingers coming out iceberg. of this podcast. Like. Tip of the iceberg, mate. You, you don't know me all that well, but you know I, I talk some fucking shite. <laughs> <laughs> like when you have a go at Pablo on the Legion United yeah, podcast. So we're going to get relegated. <laughs> right. and, but like, I, love, I love Pablo Hernandez. I would marry that man. Yeah, but then does that, it, it, I, I just it, think that uh, COVID-19 has got more to offer. Right. <laughs> Even if we signed to Paul, and does that push um, Pablo out of the side even more than he already is? Absolutely. There's so many. There's so many variables of what can happen if we sign to Paul. Nah, it doesn't because if we sign to Paul... He would take over from what Rodrigo's doing. Rodrigo would move up to. Then are you going to drop a twenty-seven million pounds? Are you going to drop our twenty twenty-seven million pound player? You can't just because just because we bought Rodrigo uh, De Paul in. No, no. He's what I'm saying is he put Rodrigo up front. In theory, I mean it's it's contentious because we know he loves Bamford and he's probably still playing. <laughs> but if he did sign De Paul, 
It must be because he wants to put Rodrigo up front. It must be, because there's no point having those two players to play in the same place. So Pablo would still be the guy that comes on late in the game to make a change. Yeah. For me it, in that it, position. An impact. Yeah. yeah. The only you way I see Bamford staying in that there. team. The only way I see Bamford staying in that team is if they if he puts Rodrigo on the wings. And Rodrigo is not a fucking winger. That's not gonna happen. He's not a winger. He's not a winger. I mean, he's not a winger, he, but he, he played there. A co- he's played there a couple of times, I think, this season uh, when he's come on and things like that. At some point, aren't they? But if you want to get the best out of the t- out of the team that you got, it's a comparison. Who's better, Bamford or Rodrigo? Who is better on paper and in performance-wise? Performance-wise, I, I think, think in terms of the t- technical capability, I think I think Rodrigo um, takes by a country it's, mile. It's Rodrigo, yeah. Um, if, but if you look at what they've already done so far, I think um, if, if anybody's championing for Bamford to be dropped at the moment, I think you'd be looked at like you've gone out because he's, he's done it. I'm not saying that he should be dropped. I'm not saying he should be dropped. I'm not saying he should be dropped. I'm saying that from, from a team, team aspect, it's likely he will be dropped. Do you know what I mean? It's if, we brought him in, yeah. if, if we brought De Paul in, it is is extremely likely that that Bamford will be dropped, and I don't want to say it because he he is a great player. He is a great player. He's not world class. He's a great player. I mean, he couldn't hit a fucking barn door in the championship, but we'll move past that because he's had a cracking start of the season. He has. My only concern is, can he carry that on? I don't. I I don't think Time he can carry on the form that he's showing. Right. Okay. How how about looking at from this scenario so, right? Bamford has had all his career in England. He knows what it, it, it means to cut it in the Premier League. He knows what it means to cut it in the Championship, wherever he's been on loan or whatever, yeah? We've now got Rodrigo in, and he's had some absolutely outstanding games. His understanding of football is absolutely insane. You can tell just by looking at it. It's, it's, it's yeah. insane. It reads the game so, so well. If, if you're looking at Rodrigo and going, right, he's playing really well, but he can play 10 times better than that. So he's at the moment, he's in his settling in period to English football. Yeah. So if, if we think he can be better than what he is now and we're fucking raving about him at the moment, then... If you look at it from that point of view, do you still see Bamford in the team? Because it's taken Bamford how long to get to the, the position he's in now. But we're looking at it going, Rodrigo can be in that position next season. Yeah, by the end of the season, you might you might you might be in a position where you're thinking, well, Rodrigo's gonna be starting next season as yeah. our number nine. Regardless of whether we're bringing, it must have been assurances when when he was bought in. It must have been assurances when he was bought in because no way in our right mind should we be going out and signing a player of his caliber in our first season back in the Premiership. There's no midfield. We should have been able to. There must have been some insurances that the settling period you'll have the season. You're going to be second to Bamford, but we can promise you that the season after, if we stay up, you're going to be the number nine. It must have been because I, I I'm sorry, but I don't care with, if we've got the pull of Bielsa or anything. We we shouldn't have had uh, any chance of signing that kind of caliber caliber of player after being at the the Premier League for 16 years. No, no it's way in weird. Hell. It is weird to get somebody like that and put them in midfield. You know, it is strange. But I think at the same it. time, I, um, 
I don't think Bielsa would ever accept being told that he has to play a player or that he has to play a player in a certain role. That's his it, job. It might, it, it might have been him who made them insurances. It might have yeah. been. It might have been him. Yeah, it could have um, been. It, yeah. it, it, I don't think. I don't think Victor Orta would have would have went to um, to to their agent, uh, Rodrigo's agent, and said, "Look, this is this is what's going to happen. I've already spoken to Bielsa or whatever." Or is it a case of Bielsa's actually sat down with Rodrigo and said, "Look, you come to us. This is the plan. This is what's going to happen." I don't think Orta would have went over uh, Bielsa's head, although he is the obviously the director of football. Um, but whatever. But it's paramount that I personally feel Rodrigo needs to start up top. Bamford, yeah, granted, whatever he's he's done all right, he's done great, whatever. It's it's just extremely difficult to picture the pool with Rodrigo on the bench and Bamford up top. Yeah, if we sign him. That, this is this is all if and buts if we sign him anyway, but. Yeah, I, I, I genuinely, I don't think we'll even be in for him in January. I really don't. I don't. I don't like I'd like to sign him. Right, right, I don't right, think we'll be in for him in January. I'm really glad we spent 20 minutes talking about him. No, but it's a point, though. It's a topic. It is. Yeah, it is. It's a point that actually I'm not being funny. If we want to succeed, is Bamford going to be the striker to take us to Europe? Let's think about this logically. Has he got the capabilities to bang in enough goals uh, for us to win matches uh, to get us to where essentially we want to be in two, maybe three seasons? No, it's hard he hasn't. Head time, no, like, and I think it's a hard been. thing to answer that because I, I was a big critic of him last season and the season. So was I, but he hasn't you know. got the he hasn't got the class to do it. He hasn't. You've got you've got Rodrigo, who is arguably pro. I'd go as far as saying one of the best players we've probably signed. Yeah, I'd go with that. Ever, ever. But I also yeah. think that I also think that Bamford's earned his chance, and I think that you've got to give him a season. Absolutely, back, that's what that's what that's what I'm saying. But in two or three years' and, time, and in two or three years' time, is Bamford the player that's going to take us to where we need where we want to go? Is he? Is, let, let's know. be realistic about this. Can I don't, I don't think. Can I just interject slightly? Um, I, I, I'm quite offended that you wouldn't put Jimmy Kebby and Cameron Stewart up there with the best fucking side. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited when we signed them. What's going on? Yeah, <laughs> I want, I want them. Hell. And then they did that, they had that game against Huddersfield, and everyone was like, fucking hell, this is brilliant. And then I was like, no, 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 no. We were all drunk. Well, moving on, moving on. <laughs> I just, I just want just to say one thing because I actually said anything for a change. Um, Sorry. Um, I, I I think Tyler Roberts will be going. I think I think he'll yeah. be I think he'll be going out. Me too. Um, I don't think we'll make any signings for our attacking uh, our attacking powers. Um, I can't see anyone shifting Bamford before end of season. It's his position to lose, and I don't think we'll be seeing anyone else playing there until possible next season. Maybe Rodrigo, like you said, depending on who we sign in the summer. Yeah. Um, what I would like to see is potentially a replacement, i.e., or um, um, a back-to-back for. Um, Phillips, who could probably also double up as a centre back because we seem to be signing shit fucking centre backs or centre backs that can't play mm. for some reason. We're having to rely on our youth. That shit, they're injured. Oh fuck! <laughs> I'll tell you what's, tell you what's mad on that note, though. Just to stop you for a sec, it's mad that that fucker's gone in France at Cuisson. See, he's not Mister Beat, has he? No. Failed our medical. Yet them fuckers we got in that passed the medical, they're all crocked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, yeah, you know, would he have broken down in training yeah, anyway? Yeah. 
He's probably not under the same sort of training regimes that he'd be under at Leeds with this. I've got to be careful what I say, but he might have had a you know a dodgy tattoo or a nipple. You don't know. A nubbin. I don't think they take down a player for a nubbin. No, third nipple. No, no. Never held you back, Can't be looking at that shit, Sharon. No fucking way. <laughs> Mike, if you want a replacement for Phillips, who who would that no, be? No, no, replacement, not replacement. Oh, 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 backup, sorry, backup for Phillips. He's only got Pablo. He said we're not, we're not getting relegated, and now he's replacing no, Phillips. Like, I think I'm well. all right with me United commentary on after that <laughs> shit, Sam. He's lost the plot. You know, like me, I've, I've slagged off fucking Pablo. I think. But who, 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 who would who backup be? I've heard a I've heard a rumor Lorente were fitting lights, new floodlights at Elland Road. <laughs> um, but I would like to see a left back if possible. Um, I know Aspiel quit. No, I'm gonna be. Don't yeah, get off the subject. Who are you replacing Calvin with? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know these things. You just like Calvin out. You don't care who comes in. Who is available? Who is coming available? Fernandinho from Man City. He'd probably worth uh, as a squad player sticking. Fucking hell, Fernandinho! I, so, I don't think we're paying hundred grand for a squad player every week. You have four hundred uh, grand yeah, a week, uh, boy. Thirty-two can I... years old. He's coming to the end of his career. He won't be on such big. I'll, I'll tell you something smart. He's probably fucking buying the sky stupid. But when I play football manager, and you try to sign these world-class players, you know, and they're like 32, 33, 34, they're still one hundred and seventy k a week, and that's FM seventeen. <laughs> Telling you, you're not getting somebody like him in for less than 150k a week. Whatever. No, I don't. No, can I? No, I just, no I, chance. I don't have the contacts that Mr. Orton knows. Um, but I'm pretty sure he'd have someone up his sleeve. But you I would. Can I, so. I would. Can I throw there was rumours, weren't there? We were in for what's his face, the fucking Wolves player. What's his name? Right, Tri- 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 Yeah, Traore. Yeah. I've got a list. If you're going to come to me at some point. Fucking winger for. We don't. We oh, really Carl's don't. dying to say something here. Paul Wingers. Let, Wingers. let Carl tell us what he needs to tell us. You know, Carl's like, got some wisdom for us. We need defenders because oh, we don't wisdom. have any to defend. <laughs> <laughs> don't have any I, want, I want some of Carl's Irish wisdom. We, we decide to remove our panties, slide them to the fucking side and let them let team shaft us because we're a fucking joke at the back. We don't Definitely need don't want any smart coiled up dickhead running down the fucking wing that Rafinha and fucking Jack Allison do anyway. Sorry. We don't need another winger. We've got I'll take players. it away, mate, please. <laughs> We're descended into chaos here. These fucking I, wingers. But anyway. I just want to go... Someone who can double up as a... Shut up, lame talk! I want to go back to Smarties. Um, <laughs> I knew we'd have yeah, been Smarties, uh, who we re- replace or have for backup. As um, I know he hasn't been around for a little while and he's on loan, random bliss and shit like that, but Danny Drinkwater hasn't had a proper stable team for a long time and it's not due through injury because he left Leicester and Chelsea was too big for him. I'm not saying we're not fucking massive because we're bleeding massive we are, but maybe Danny Drinkwater as a backup might rejuvenate his career having a Bielsa-type influence behind him Hasn't been injury prone by any means, just not found the right team since he left Leicester. Yeah, could be a shout. That's that's what I think. He's he's a good quality player who's proven at a decent level, and I don't think he'd cost the earth. So that's a good shout. He's won the fucking title league twice. It's proven. It's like if you can get him on loan, even for six months, 
And then with the potential to kind of go, right, if we get him up to speed, we're banging an old offer in How there. Which is going to be... He's only 28 or something. Oh, fucking hell. I'll take him all day long. Yeah, that's what I mean. Is he, is he talking about Talking but about loans to buy. You've got the other thing of, yeah. like, are you going to sell being Calvin's backup to somebody like that who's won the Premier League twice? But let's be honest, if he has the opportunity to get his career going under a manager like Bielsa, if any footballer didn't want to take that opportunity, they're not worth their salt and they should just fucking retire. That's my yeah, opinion. Course, At the same time as well, play. though, you know, yeah, yeah, he does want to play, but it's not just, he's not just the DMC, we're box to box to Leicester, won't he? Yeah. So, you know, is he going to come in and is, is, is he going to rival Calvin and... Uh, click and, and, and you know is he going to push push for a role in midfield there it pushes Shaq a yeah. bit further down the list no but uh, it also unfortunately, encourages but that Shaq with players. yeah and it's you know, time yeah. ups his game everyone bet like you see you hear it on the radio you hear pundits say players get better playing with better players and that's a fact yeah. like if Shaq comes in there if, if Drinkwater comes in there You've got Calvin, you've got Drinkwater, you've got Shaq. What is Shaq going to do? He's young. He's a fucking sponge, man. He's going to learn. Danny Drinkwater's won two titles. Anything Danny Drinkwater says to Jamie Shaq, even to Calvin, has to be taken in and gone, right, okay. He's just won two Premier League titles. I can't really knock what this guy's saying. And that's the way you kind of got to, you know, as, as a young footballer like Shaq is, if someone like that comes in, that's how you got to look at it. You can't go, oh, I'm third choice now. What good's that going to fucking do? Yeah. For yeah, his men- men- yeah. mentality, players like that need to come in so he goes, right, I'm going to push myself 20 times harder now. Yeah, you want players to look at somebody like that and be like, right, I'm going to learn everything I can from this guy mm. and I'm going to add that to my but game. Even Calvin can do that. Well, you know I'll tell you what, mean? when Cal- you say players not- get better playing with decent players, it's like, look at Calvin, look at Ayling this season, they've proper stepped up playing at a high level. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. It just becomes, it just becomes oh, norm because they settle well, into it and they get used to it. That's what good players do. It's yeah. like Calvin playing with England's, you know, England players and stuff mm. like that. It's only going to make him a better player. I can yeah. see, I can see well, why. Well, it's not easy. He's having to play with Henderson and Rice. It's only going to make uh, him fucking worse. <laughs> 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 um, I can see why he wasn't getting picked for England when he was in the Championship, just because the players he was playing against every week. It's it's just it's not the same level. It's not about his ability. It's no. about what he's used to playing against. Yeah. And when you see how he's playing, and now, what what he's yeah, been able to show. When you see how he's playing now. It's like yeah, he should definitely be in there. Yeah, we can fuck off Henderson yeah, and Rice because they're both shit. I heard a great, uh, just to deviate a little bit there, I heard a great comment on the radio today when I was out working on, on, on Talk Sport and someone, a Liverpool fan, this is fucking deluded. Um, he texted in the show going, Henderson was played at the back last night because of his pace. And hey. they left two, now, hold on. And they left two <laughs> under 20. Th- because he's slow. It was a tactic. It got, because no, he's no, slow. no, no, because of his pace. Oh God! Because he's fast. Yeah, but, uh, no, 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 because none. apparently he's fast. <laughs> he's fast. <laughs> I fucking lose last night. I got one knee and I'm fast. I, I nearly crashed the fucking van. I'm not even joking, man. I was like, "What the fuck is this guy ever?" And then they just basically said, "Oh yeah, you've got 223s with engines like new fucking Porsches." And yeah, yeah, they they put Henderson on at centre back because he's fast. I was like. Fuck me. Fucking hell. Uh, Mind-blowing. Sorry. I've never seen him go fast. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex like, Bell fast. Running in mud. Running through treacle fast. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like a bit of ball, that kid, though. <laughs> oh, fucking Good, right. to be fair, yeah. Don't get me wrong, he's great at playing five, ten-yard passes left, right, and so backwards. Uh, so if that's really oh, what you so want... I'm a goalkeeper, and I can play a five-ten-yard <laughs> pass. <laughs> I mean, I think where, we, where we're weakest is definitely central defence at the moment. It's just, would they want to spend money on another defender when the sort of long-term view is everybody being fit, and then we've got three international centre-backs, and do you bring another one in? Fair And you've got four of them. So I think the thing with that is, um, there's a player that we're linked with at the moment tomorrow from Chelsea, and it's yeah. a loan deal. Um, and if we can bring him in on loan until the end of the work. season... Uh, you know, we, we don't we Why? don't know how long Cox is going to be out for. We don't know what sort of. Um, I would prefer what? if we just no, <laughs> play Truick <laughs> and play Lorente. I don't care if Cock or Cooper are out of the team. If yeah, if, if, think... Co- if Cox injured, then then whatever. Just play Truick and fucking Lorente. I, I think we need somebody. I think we need somebody a bit more experienced at Prem level, and I think alone would be ideal. Well, he's not. Tomorrow he's not. <laughs> yeah. You know, he played in Champions Championship. Yeah, didn't he? There's no point. That. There's zero. There's literally zero. You can't call him experienced. Well, all right, but he has played. Oh, well done for getting a five-minute yeah. cameo. Do you know what I mean? It's better <laughs> just getting somebody out of championship that you know, or from so, fucking Dutch division. We've wandered off topic. Never experienced it. We have. We have wandered oh, right, off topic. So, uh, another question. So we transfers. We are talking about transfers, but to just to rest it back a little bit. So we are linked right. with tomorrow. Whether that comes off or not, I don't know. Uh, I don't think we get DePaul in January anyway. I don't think anybody does. We might be backing so. for him at the end of the season. Um, uh, Traore, it does look like we are serious about for whatever reason. I don't think we need any more wingers. Um, but case? another player that we've Someone been linked to... Comes. Sorry, yeah, that's what I was going to say because we've got an l- option to buy Harrison. Are we going to fuck that off and just get... No, no. Traore? Costa goes, No, we buy Harrison. Harrison gets bought. I'd... I don't see anything else happening other than Harrison getting bought. He's, every, he's in the side every week. Costa's the one who's been dropped. Costa's the one who goes yeah. for me, if we bring another winger. Uh, but the, the player I was just about to come on to that we've been linked heavily with uh, in more than one transfer window now is Buendia. Um, yeah. uh, whether, whether Norwich actually will let him go now because he's one of their best opportunities of getting promoted again. Um, and therefore, it, it, you know, he represents a high value there. Whether you'd be able to get him, he played well last season. If you look at the opportunities created, he were up there, uh, and he were up there playing for a shite side. Uh, you know, our B team. Um, you know, it's 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 quite poor. Uh, the side that I he were in, and he's still creating lots of chances. I don't rate him. I really don't. I mean, if, I don't. I generally <laughs> okay. don't. If, if we're not going to get, if if we're if we're going to go in for a player like that, we'll go for Depaul. We don't need fucking Wendy. Do you know what I mean? Arsenal Ars- are looking to offer forty million plus Reese Nelson for him. Forty really? million. That's what Norwich want. Forty million. Fuck off. That's what they want, man. It was on in the, the championship. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, yeah absolutely. Um, fuck that off. And they, right they, off. they don't get that far. Imagine, imagine to, being a player at a club like that that's asking for <laughs> such ridiculous money. You know you're doomed. You're never going to leave. They sold Godfrey yeah. for 25, 30 million though, didn't they, last summer? That's the summer, right? Yeah. I'm not being funny, but I bet you could buy Zaha for that. I don't think anyone wants to buy Zaha. Otherwise, he'd have been gone from January. From, from maybe, maybe. He was, the next, he was the best. But, yeah, but Boindia, he's, he's Argentinian. He can play in the hole behind a striker. He can play a, a, he can play at wing. 
it, it might be somebody that we are genuinely linked with because Bielsa loves these players that can play multiple positions. Um, so in terms of prospect or proposition, it might be somebody that we are looking at. Um, I genuinely, and this is an open question now, I genuinely think that we're in a position where we might bring in one player on loan. I don't think we're going to be spending heavily in the window. So come the end of the window, if we've signed tomorrow on loan, let's say, or nobody at all, is it a disaster? No, it's not. I think we're doing all right. No, I don't think, I don't think it is. need massive investment this, this window. Um, I'd be disappointed not to sign anyone, but I wouldn't be surprised. And although I say I'd be disappointed, I wouldn't think it were the end of the world. I think we'll get by yeah. if we have to. We've got a good squad. We've got, We've got a lot of depth in our squad as well. We can play elsewhere. We can cover positions and, you know, we might not be as good as we could be with the right players in the right places, but we get by, we do a job, we can get through games. I don't think it's going to cost us wins against teams that we should be beating. And that's the important thing. So if you're the owner sat there and you're thinking, do I spend 30 million plus wages or do I just leave it? Because I reckon Beals has probably said to him, yeah, we're fine. You know, I I, I think... You know, but he don't like January window anyway. He's been often about it. Last couple of times, I think I think we'll be yeah. fine. Fuck it. If we have to go through what we've got, we'll be all right. I, I'd yeah. like to see someone come in, but I don't think it's in the world if they don't. Yeah. You, you uh, know what? It's like it's like sorry, Sam. It's it's oh. it's like Bielsa knows what the January transfer window is like when it's trying to get players, and it's like he met. It, when you look at it now, it's like he made a point of getting Big Kev last year, knowing he was fucked going. This is what you're buying in January. You're buying a player that's not fully fit. You're not being. You know, you're, you're buying a project. They, 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 got, yeah. they got him because Enketia fucked off and we needed someone as backup because Bamford weren't playing that well. It's like looking on yeah. eBay and seeing a Porsche and it's cheap and you think, oh, hang on, you look at it and it says needs attention. It's, it's, that's what it's like buying players in January <laughs> half the time. No, no January projects. Sorry, no, no January transfer is going to get up to speed in time to play a, a, a you know a proper role in the in the team in that short yeah. amount of space. As we've seen, there's a high like possibility they'll get injured trying to do so. Yeah, exactly. There's no point buying a player that's going to come in and to have a little or no effect on the team. What's the point? That's why Bielsa doesn't buy him. That's yeah. why you spent you spent January. So. You spent four or five months training at a certain level, performing at a certain level, and you get brought in and you're asked to do twice as much. Basically, yeah, the bodies break down. Yeah, they're not yeah. used to it. Because yeah. if they do a pre-season, they build to that. Whereas if they come so, in sort of January, I, th- I think they're sort of thrown in and it's like, here's your fitness test right here. Yeah. Right, get you on this programme. You've got to get up to speed quick. And they're banging treadmill you through fast. and it, it, it fucking doesn't. They can't should, do it, should, should we not bother? Do it, box the soggy. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it, mate. <laughs> I thought it was brilliant. It was fucking useless at running, but it could fucking finish a ball. It's a ball, come on. That's still yeah, one of my yeah. favourite bad videos. And his mum was like some that. kind of bondage freak. Rex had anyway, field day with her. <laughs> we, must, we must move on. We must move on. So we I must think move on. that wraps up <laughs> the, uh, the transfer <laughs> targets. Um, now we, we're going on to, uh, as I say every week, my favourite part of the show, uh, the Hawk topic. It's where we go around the group and we decide if we want our uh, next games... Uh, who are Crawley, we prefer their manager, which would be uh, John Yem, whoever the fuck that is, uh, or Dave Hockaday. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll, start, we'll, start with, uh, we'll start with you, Gilly. Uh, who would you prefer, John Yem or Dave Hockaday? Um, well, uh, we're in this situation here where, you know, before they took on these massive jobs, 
nobody really knew all that much about them. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, I'm not aware of John Yem having been at the scum. So I'm going to go against the grain here and I'm going to pick John Yem. Superstar that he is. You're going to do I'm, what? I'm checking that out now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking checking that out, Gilly. If he, if he, if he coached the under 10s, you're getting it. <laughs> no, no, no. He was, he was assistant coach at Exeter. I mean, you don't get much bigger than that assistant. on the South Coast. John Yems. Jay, who would you who would you go for, Jay? Is it just I mean, a bump like an action this, man? <laughs> I'm telling you something. This is this is just this is a tap in this. We're finally we're up against somebody who's never managed at as high a level as the hook. And that's an actual fact. <laughs> So for that reason, <laughs> I'm going to pick the hawk. I got to be—he's worked at Fulham Academy. He's uh, managed Horsham for fuck's sake. This guy's never even uttered the words Champions League. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I'm with the hawk. Fair enough. Fair enough, Carl. <laughs> Who would you prefer, John Yen or Dave? <laughs> That's a tough one now. I know fuck all about this John Yem guy, apart from he was. From what I just he, said there, he he scouted several players for Newcastle. <laughs> that says it all. Honest to God, players. That's what it says there. Hang on a minute, did he find Saint Maxim? Because if he did, we might he bring him on as a scout. And he definitely didn't find Saint Maxim, man. I heard he was instrumental in bringing back Andy Carroll. <laughs> well, you never know. You never know. Well, it doesn't say it on his Wikipedia page, so I'm going to go with the Hawk. If he didn't bring back Andy Carroll, then I'm going with the Hawk. <laughs> Jay, uh, sorry, Smarty, that's the second time I called you Jay tonight. Uh, who would you a compliment, Smarts. You're not yeah, similar. Compliment. Um, well, shockwave over there. Um, anyway. Um, <laughs> it's fucking Tim O'Tay down there. Because he's worth it, man. Because he's worth it. Too right, I am. Mister, who would you prefer, Mister the Big John Yem or the infamous Dave Hockaday? Syphilis. Well, let's let's be honest. I've not heard of this fucking John Yem. It sounds like what the Jordies say when they say they're going on the Ganyem. Yem Yem. Ganyem, but um. Yeah, I mean, fucking hell. It's got to be the hawk. I mean, I mean, what sort of manager, you know, NVQ level based fucking sports studies master goes into an interview for a job and, and uses tea bags and salt and pepper pots to fucking use formations? I mean, that's the guy's a pioneer. The guy's a fucking pioneer and he yeah. was taking Leeds United to the fucking Champions League. And he's a household name and nobody's ever heard of John Yem. So, who the fuck's John Yem? You're fucking fisting people at Fulham, apparently. Allegedly. Why would you not? Why would you? Why would you ever pick someone like that? So yeah, it's got to be hot for me, I'm afraid. Do we have any sponsors yet? Any solicitors? As I mentioned, I haven't got a fucking clue who John Yem, John Yem is. I can't even say his name properly. Um, so for that, none of you can because his yeah. name's Yem. Yeah. Oh really? Oh well, there you oh, go. Is it? Uh, so he spent the last five minutes like John's talking evil about brother. Else. John's evil brother. <laughs> Who gives a fuck anyway? Dave Hockaday, easy, sold. Easy. 
<laughs> so I think obviously that wraps up episode eight. Uh, unless anyone else has got any closing comments, um, anyone got anything? Hopefully not. I think, I think we've all said enough today. Yeah, because it's, it's getting on a bit. So um, I need. I've got a mouth like Gandhi's flip flop. I need a beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can I just say uh, it's alleged that Gandhi had a dry mouth? Um, anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on. Um, obviously, thank you ever so much for watching. Thank you, Ralph, uh, for coming on and giving us and uh, giving us. Um, time out of your day uh, to join us the full interview uh for the the video interview will be on our youtube channel um we'll link that um it'll be in the description and we'll put it on our twitter as well so uh from everyone tonight uh thank you ever so much for watching and we'll see you next time see you see ya bonjour Adios. Good. <laughs> <laughs> 5 years younger. In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking 5 years younger at 6 months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to another Auto Know Better podcast, the Independent Legion United podcast. You can engage with us via our socials on YouTube and Twitter at the address at Auto Know Better with your thoughts on the show or subjects you'd like us to discuss. You can even join us live and have your say while we're recording on our YouTube channel for the main weekly show and the Berardi and Coke Aftermatch podcasts. With three years' worth of content you can listen back to, from interviews with former Leeds players and managers to Hollywood stars, maybe choose carefully which match reviews to check out though. Remember to subscribe on whichever app you choose to follow us on.